I'm Jeremy Greer. There'll be peace when you are done. I'm Chris Mosier. Lay your weary head to rest. And I'm Wedge Antilles. Monster of the Week, a creepy but necessary podcast that's covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. Chris, we're into season four. How are you, man? Are you are you excited about this as I am? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm too glad to be mad. And <laughs> I'm, I'm blessed not stressed. Too glad to be mad. Blessed not stressed. Too glad to be mad. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to come up with a new one. <laughs> That I expect to see on like a sixty-year-old's cubicle wall, like like with like a cat hanging down. Bless that That's stress. me. That's is, me. Is, that, is that you? <laughs> That's absolutely me. Especially now that we're in season four, uh, season three. I think we both like it, but it's not the strongest season. Season four is a uh, is a, it's been lifting some weights. It's very strong. I want to uh, I want to give you some stats. Are you are you ready? I have some statistics oh, yeah. for us for us today since we're starting season four. How many episodes of Supernatural are there total? Uh, are, you, are you asking? Because I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm curious if you know, know, know offhand. The answer, the answer want, is 282. 280, okay. excuse me. I was going to guess 250, so... You were, wow. you were not, and I'm counting season 13, even though technically it's not aired. I'm assuming that's going to be 22 full episodes. Sure, yeah. Um, as, as of the time of this recording, we have covered 60 of those episodes. Which means we are, according to my math, 20% of the way through the whole okay. series. Okay. That's pretty okay. good, right? That's is the, is there going to be a point where we're live with the show? Is that even going to be possible? If they go to like season fourteen or fifteen, will we be live with the show? I have I have done some math. <laughs> I have a spreadsheet. <laughs> so of course you have of a spreadsheet. Course I do. Of course I have a spreadsheet. You, you know me. You know how I do. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to be finishing up episode uh, season thirteen on like the the feedback episode for that will be March seventh, twenty nineteen. Wow. Yeah, so we have a ways to go on the show. We uh, so it's 2017 now. They'll start the new series probably this fall. Um, so there'll probably be another season past that. Um, so if they get renewed, and dude, I've already got the, I've got this so figured out, I can literally <laughs> copy and paste this shit so I can get season 14 real quick. Season 14, I don't know, it didn't work. It broke. Oh well. <laughs> so, <laughs> Your RRP, my my fancy shit, I guess. <laughs> Well, if you uh, stick with us long enough, listener, then uh, we you know we might be watching them live as they come out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We haven't really talked about what we're going to do with that. Uh, like, listeners, if if you have any ideas of what to do, that hit us up at monsteroftheweek.cool/slash/contact and tell us how we should cover that two years from now. And I'll definitely Holy save shit. those emails. <laughs> yeah, you know that season twelve is already on Netflix. It was on Netflix like right after it ended. Yeah, that's apparently something that CW does now. Is as soon as they finish up a, a season finale, they they throw it right on Netflix. I guess they used to wait till before the new season would start, uh, but now that yeah. they just do straight to Netflix, which is you know nice for people. Good move. Yeah, I I that's the only reason that I'm behind on Supernatural to begin with is I had been DVRing the uh, or season eleven, lost the episodes that I was or lost like five in between that I let stack up, mm-hmm. and then I never got caught up. And I thought, okay, I'll wait till Netflix. It's on Netflix, and then by then, you know. I started a goddamn podcast about the show. You, and had to you, go back you in time. started a goddamn podcast. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what are you doing with your life? I'm doing three years of supernatural coverage. Is what I'm doing. Nice. Nice. I like that. Uh, a quick programming note. Uh, we're recording this before our feedback episode when it came out. So if, uh, we are making weird jokes, 
I don't know. Like we just, it's podcasts are weird and the way you record them is weird. So we wait till the very last minute so we can get all of your feedback for the last season. So we're recording this before that comes out, even though you're going to hear that before you hear, before you hear this. So I don't know. Like if the world has ended and we haven't commented on that or something like that's the reason why. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> hopefully Sam and Dean can stop that from happening anyway. So. <laughs> Sam, where you at? Sam, where'd you go? Try to... <laughs> Well, let's uh, before we talk about season four, uh, let's get take us into a road so far. I'm, am I correct that we have a new person riding our road so far for season four? Uh, yeah, my lovely girlfriend Jess. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, Jess. Friend you of won't, the show. Friend of the show. Hopefully, friend of the show Jess won't burn on the ceiling the same way uh, Sam's girlfriend Jess did. So uh, no pressure. We're rooting but, for um, you, Jess. Both of you. Yeah, we're rooting for you. Pulling for you. All right. Stay away here's, from uh, here's and ro- fires. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Honestly, and Sam Winchester, because, you know. <laughs> Definitely Sam Winchester. Because <laughs> even, we don't know. We know that if he stings you, he stays stung. Even a hug could be enough to stay stung. <laughs> a hug could be enough. We we don't know. Okay, the road so far. Despite 16 seasons of moping, groping, saving things, and hunting people, the Winchesters were ultimately unable to save Dean from his demon Dale, and things are not looking good. Dean is damned to hell in some kind of BDSM chamber that has that his conservative views of sexuality have not prepared him for. The Colt, Bella, and Ruby are all missing or dead, and Lilith, although unable to suck that hot white soul out of Sam, mm-hmm. is, is now somewhere loose in the world. Now it's up to poor Sammy to handle all of it alone for the next nine seasons, never to see his big brother Dean ever again. R.I.P. Dean Winchester. We're, we're done with Dean Winchester for the yeah. rest of this season. Or this series, we're not going to ever see Dean Witch. I know you've probably seen promotion materials. They're all lies. That's how the show gets you. Well, that's, yeah. They have, Jensen Ackles still does all, like, the the conventions and, like, fan stuff. Because he hasn't been able to get work since. Since he, he died. He was such a strong three. presence on the first three seasons. <laughs> He's still a fan favorite. <laughs> they've, they've gone quite a long time without him. But, um, you know, he played his part. This is really, this is not the story of the Winchesters. This is the story of um, uh, Singer Sam, which is the shipping name that I've come up with just now off the top of my head for Bobby and Sam. I love it. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Sing and Sam. Yeah. Sing and Sam. Uh, let's please just fucking get into this episode. Want to get to the episode? <laughs> well, before we get into it, because I'm still going to just delay you as much as possible, because I can tell it's making you loopy, and I think the podcast is better when you're loopy. Um, I just want to say how excited I am to cover season four. Like, I uh, I went through the episodes on some of these mm-hmm. and just like look through the episode names, and for whatever reason... I don't know if it's my alcohol-addled brain, like my, the fact that I'm just completely over the hill and old and I can't remember shit. But, mm-hmm. uh, man, season four, the episode titles, I am so excited about them. I read through it. I remember a lot of them, and a lot of them are fucking great. It's it's good stuff. So, yeah, the the sort of mythology episodes are so good that they make the excellent Monster of the Week episodes look bad. Even though the excellent Monster of the Week episodes make the rest of the series look bad in comparison, it's just they're 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 coming out uh, swinging, and it's some good shit this season. It, it is, and there's some ridiculous stuff too. Like I'm I'm really looking forward to covering some of this. Just I mean, it's just going to be so much fun. Um, but first, let's start at again. The top. Unfortunately, without Dean, <laughs> with totally without Dean, yeah, RP. <laughs> it's really I guess I mean. I've always considered myself the Dean Winchester of podcasting, for better or for worse. Do you think I should retire now that Dean Winchester is no longer Dean Winchester? <laughs> well, just like Jensen Ackles, you kind of stick around um, trying to trying to suck the series dry for everything's okay, worth. Okay, okay, cool, cool. I guess I'll just claim that I'm directing Monster of the Week from now on, right? I'm not actually a host. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, first episode, season four, episode one, Lazarus writing. Nope. 
Lazarus Rising, written by Eric Kripke, directed by our boy Kim Manners. This aired on September 18th, 2008. This is one day before my wife's birthday, actually. Oh, interesting. Was she also turning 18 that year, or was that just me? Um, you know, we're, just, we're just not going to talk about it. This seems like a good good policy to do on a podcast. Like, you know, if you're friends with Autumn on Facebook, you probably know how old she is. And if not, you probably don't need to know. So, That's a good call. In the fourth season opener, Dean has been freed. What? 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 Spoilers. What do you mean? <laughs> In the fourth season opener, Dean has been freed from hell and reunites with Sam and Bobby. Bobby but the three don't know how it returned. <laughs> This this literally lasted no time. It lasted zero minutes. Like we did not. Yeah, we didn't get even one second in. We got. We have the. I mean, we get like the five seconds of him in the BDSM chamber. Thank you, Jess. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then when we open this episode, we get like some up close pictures of his like bloody face with his eyes going a little crazy. Yeah. So I guess that's a total of ten seconds of Dean Winchester in hell. Um, but he 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 wakes up, or I guess before we get into that, we got to talk about this uh, the road so far where they do you shook me all night long, and then the first thirty seconds of it is just them killing every single woman they've ever seen in the show. Yeah, it looks really misogynistic nowadays, right? Like it looks kind you of know, bad. I feel like they maybe they cast women as a lot of the monsters because you mm-hmm. uh, it's a little bit more subversive. You always expect it to be like the creepy dude, and it ends up being like oh this beautiful woman or something. Um, also because, you know, the main cast is all men, so maybe they were just trying super hard to cast women because they realized that they're making some weird choices here. But then that leads to even weirder choices when you just see two hunks stabbing a bunch of women. And there's a, there's an episode, excuse me, there's a scene in this episode where Dean is just slapping a chick in the face. And like, at some point, yeah. guys, we need to, we need to talk about the way that you're portraying women in a show. Uh, now, I think, uh, Eric Kripke, give me a call. Yeah. I can, I can yeah. be of assistance. I have a lot to say about that slapping scene, but I'll save it till we get into it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so we do get our our full um, road so far. We get you know we we talked about it. You shook me all night long. Another ACDC track that it's okay. Like I'm alright on this, but I I think that the actual road so far, like the content, is really fucking great. I just think mm-hmm. the song is kind of a weaker choice. So. So Dean wakes up in a in like a wood coffin, uh, has a cigarette lighter, which I'm going to get to in a minute. Um, but wakes up in a coffin and digs himself out of a grave. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like like we, a little like literally just in a tiny little pine box, nothing mm-hmm. serious. About maybe two feet under the ground tops. Yeah, no, no more it's than just, three feet. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he's um. This isn't. I mean, we wouldn't really know. Yeah, at this point, yeah, but it's already starting to show evidence that, like, Sam was not ready to let go. Because, as we've seen with hunters, they, they salt and burn the bones. That's what they do. They, mm-hmm. they give them a hunter's, like, cremation funeral. Um, they're, like, Jedi or something. Um, but Dean didn't get that. And for some reason, I think he's supposed to be, like, off the side of the road in, like, a little patch of woods. But as you see, as the, the, the camera's going up for that overhead shot, making Dean crawl out of the ground like he's some sort of zombie, you see an open field around him only open because all of the trees around it have been knocked down in this this weird formation. Yeah, they've been knocked outward. It's almost like something exploded around his his grave and knocked all of these trees mm-hmm. outward to make a ring around him, which I think is extremely evocative. I think it's super fucking cool. Yeah. This 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 tiny scene, wooden cross that Sam put there though, that is totally fine. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's totally cool, I guess. It seems it seems like a weird I don't know. The tree like, didn't. There, the 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 power didn't knock that thing over. Also, Sam, why'd you put that there? 
Why'd you put that? Now somebody's gonna go by. Like as we as we somebody's know. Gonna, somebody's gonna go drive it by and be like, "Is that a fucking grave in the woods over there? Should we go look at that? Let's go dig it up. What if there's an immortal being that has a, a, his formula of immortality on top of his chained up grave? Yeah, what the hell? That happened to a buddy of mine in New England. <laughs> Shout out to season one. Shout out, or that's season three, dog. Come on, catch up. Was it? Oh mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh. Dean, like, wanders around, finds a gas station, immediately uh, breaks into the gas station and robs the joint, which, I mean, like, I'm not I'm not a particularly religious person, but if I had a second ch- chance on life, and I know he's just, like, desperate times, call for desperate measures right here, but literally breaks the glass, steals all the money out of the register, steals a bunch of food, steals a bunch of water, steals a porn mag, which Busty Asian Beauties makes an appearance, I guess, I guess they both yep. have a print yep. and an online presence, like, the Busty Asian Beauty Empire must be getting really big in 2008, right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Before long, they're going to have VR Busty Asian Beauties, Chris. Whoa! <laughs> Steen's dream come true. <laughs> God. You know they've so done that. The best season, thing about right? this they scene... Had done that. <laughs> and somebody has. Somebody on that crew was like, hey, Kripke, check this out. Uh, <laughs> Kripke's like, lose so, my phone number. I don't work on the show. <laughs> Kripke, we could use this for the show. I just need your approval. <laughs> Sarah, lose my fucking phone number. How many times do I have to tell you this? (laughs) So the best part about Dean ransacking this little convenience store is that I think it's all put there for a reason. I think we're going to get to that. But how Mm -hmm. silent it is, it's not totally silent. Because when Dean first wakes up out of the coffin, he's saying, he's yelling, he yells help. You know, he's not, he ain't some fool. He yells, he's, you know, coughs and stuff like that. So it's not like they're trying to give off this aura of like silent creepiness or anything like that. But as he's moving around in the convenience store, it is very quiet. You know, it's just the sound of him picking stuff up, him looking at things, which is soundless, of course. Uh, and that makes the this big commotion that happens in a minute here so much more effective because it's just the, the silence of this almost seemingly abandoned uh, little dusty road suddenly just shattered by this insane noise. Yeah, we get the um, the radio start screeching. A TV flips on and goes to static and starts kind of making a large amount of noise. He turns that off. We hear like this this kind of high pitched whining noise build up, and he starts holding his ears. And then all of the glass blows inward um, into this little gas station. So like something is happening, and then it stops after that. Like it's it's almost like it builds to a pitch and then just immediately quits. And Dean has no idea what the fuck is going on. Uh, which is I think like this is. Again, like this first like five minutes of this episode, and honestly, like, these first two episodes are so fucking great. Like this is going to be so mm-hmm. much fun to talk about. Like it really sets the tone of season four. Um, yeah, this uh, the static, the the intense volume of it is mm-hmm. really effective, and it's really creepy because it, like I said, it shatters that silence. It literally shatters the windows. Dean is suddenly thrown on the ground and bloodied by all this broken glass, and he has no idea what's happening. And we, as the viewer, have not seen anything like this before. And I think that what it's doing for the thing that it's doing it for is incredibly, incredibly effective. And just like the demons, um, the source of this also gets completely dumbed down later on in the series. But let's not get to that yet. Yeah. yeah. For now. Um, but for, for now, now, I think this, this works this seems really super well. Impressive. Yeah. I think this works really well. I think that's super impressive. Um, and it, it goes away. So Dean's kind of looking around, kind of confused and uh, takes the change that he just robbed from this convenience store outside to a working phone booth in 2008, which... That's a fucking picture right there. Anyway, <clears throat> he uh, tries to call Bobby. Bobby immediately hangs up on him when he says he's Dean. Calls Bobby back and says, you know, Bobby says, who is this? And he said, it's really me. He's like, if you call again, I'll kill you. Click, hangs up the phone. Yeah. 
Um, so Dean, of course, he's you know he's Dean Winchester, so he steals a car and drives to Bobby's house, where Bobby refuses to believe it's Dean. And I, I like all of the steps that Bobby goes through to try to prove that he is some sort of supernatural <laughs> yeah. entity. It's this is a good time. Yeah, yeah. It's not just um, you know him like throwing holy water in the face, which he does, or setting him in a devil's trap, which he, I assume he does. I don't know. Um, I Bobby assume, just like, goes after with his big it, ass assume, silver knife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just starts swinging on Dean. I mean, like trying to cut his fucking throat too. Like not, not like mm-hmm. I'm going to wound Dean. Like tries to cut the dude's throat immediately. Yeah, <laughs> Dean's trying to convince him, but it's still not working. Like nothing he does is working. Bobby pretends to like go along with it. He's like, Dean, is that really you? And then immediately just tries to kill him again. <laughs> Finally, Dean gets the silver knife away from Bobby and cuts his own arm saying like, if I was a phantom or some sort of shifter, would I, would I be able to, or would I be willing to do this? And yeah. So now that he's proven that he's not, you know, some sort of weird creature, uh, they, they kind of bond again. Like they hug or whatever, whatever dudes do. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. And then of course they have the conversation of where Sam and Bobby kind of says like, well, Sam didn't want to burn your bones. He's been on the hunt for some way to resurrect you. Uh, and he said that you would need a body to go back to, but like, how are you here? Like you're not decomposed. Like I expect you to be yeah. kind of half zombie. Like you've been sitting in the grave for what do you say? Like three or four months, I think is if it passed. It's, it's four months. Yeah. 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 Four months. Um, and, and worse, they, Sam is kind of off the radar too, right? Like Bobby hasn't really heard from him. Yeah. Dean er, immediately freaks out. He's like, how are you not like watching him? How are you not taking care of him? Uh, and it's, it's funny that that's immediately like what Dean thinks of. And Bobby's like, I'm not his dad. I'm not his yeah. big, big brother either. Like that's just, just it's just funny off. that that's Dean's man. first thought. Um, and I think that some of that is Dean's protective nature. And I think that mm-hmm. some of that is Dean's fear a little bit of what Sam might be getting up to. Um, not in terms of like putting himself in danger, but things he might just be doing like, you know, some of that psychic crap that was coming up at the end of uh, season three a little bit again. Well, if he, and but, he knows, um, like, if he's come back from hell, that Sam definitely has made a demon. Like, f- what we know about the show yeah. right now is that Sam definitely finally found somebody to make some sort of shitty deal. So what are we going to have to do to get Sam out of this alive? Because that was the whole point of me going to hell. Um, he also yeah. kind of insists that he can't remember anything other than when he goes into the bathroom immediately afterwards and kind of has one of those, like, staring contests with yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we see him kind of flash back to that very first scene where his face was all bloody and his eyes were all crazy. So he remembers something. We don't know what yet, There's but he remembers something. Also, there was a certain point where he, he pulled up his shirt and revealed a gigantic uh, handprint that was scorched into the side of his oh, yeah. uh, his body. We probably need to talk about that a little yeah. bit. And he, he shows this this wound to Bobby, and they're, they're trying to figure it out. Like something, they think, something rode Dean out of hell. Uh, took his body for whatever reason. Uh, I think the hypothesis here is basically some sort of demon took Dean and through his body was able to come out of hell and into earth, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but we don't really know what it is. It's just, it's a gruesome looking brand essentially that's, that's now on Dean's arm. And this looks really cool. Like the, the makeup effect here, I think is really, really cool. Like this is, this was uh, remarkable, right? Like that, I remember seeing this and going like, what in the fuck is going on in this show? <laughs> like, what are they, yeah. how was Dean yeah. back? What got him out? Like, what are we going to do? Like I was just as tied up into this as probably like the fictional character Dean Je- when Chester is at this point. Yeah. They, they're swinging for the fences here. And I, I can only imagine how fun it must be to be watching this for the first time. Um, 
having no knowledge. Oh of, man, this is. I mean, the I, first time through this is so, this is like peak. I don't want to say peak because, but it's it's high quality supernatural right here. I can't remember if I knew or not going in, but these these few episodes are a real fucking wild ride. <laughs> it really is. Uh, I wish we were talking about the third one today too. I didn't watch it yet, but I, anyway, let's talk about the two that we're talking about. Jeremy. <laughs> let's not get it, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, Bobby doesn't really know how to track uh, Sam down, so Dean calls in and says, "Like, hey, I have a cell phone with you. My name is Wedge Antilles, which is kind of a dumb Star Wars reference, uh, but whatever." <laughs> So they, they kind of GPS him to a town in uh, Illinois, which is right around where Dean was uh, came out of the grave. So they, they drive yeah. over there to confront Sam, who is kind of boning down with uh, this random chick that we've never yeah. seen before. He His hair's wet, his shirt. He's only, he doesn't have one of his button-ups on that they're always wearing. You're like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, he's, he's basically shirtless. The, the chick is in her underwear. Like, she's answering the door, which she thinks is for the pizza man. Like with like a t shirt and like underwear on, like like yeah. like are you an exhibitionist? Like put on a robe. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. The people are very free in Illinois, in Illinois? I guess, or wherever the hell. Is. <laughs> Indiana, where is he? I don't Illinois, know. definitely Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, um, but Sam also immediately tries to kill Dean, which is I think really fun. <laughs> like it's just yeah. really good. Everybody that sees Dean <laughs> tries to kill him. That's good stuff. Uh, now, obviously, we're gonna get to who you know who all these. What's going on here in a minute? So I don't know if you want to like save it or just say it now. I think I think uh, for to- now let's 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 just go let's go through the motions that the episode did because I think it, I think yeah. it's fun to kind of build up some tension with that stuff. Even though okay. literally everyone so, listening to this would, would know. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's got his his girlfriend there, whoever she is, mm-hmm. <laughs> just suddenly pulls a knife on this dude. She's like, "What are you doing, dude? Like we just boned down. I'm trying to eat some pizza, and suddenly you're stabbing a guy who just came to visit." And then she she even says like after they after Bobby says no no I've done all of this he, he's really Dean she's like are you guys together like, and he's just like no it's my brother this guy that I try to kill every time I see him it's my brother like this is what we do this is like a family tradition and uh, we get our can you believe this only this is only our third brother hug in the entire series third so let's talk about this because you DM'd me the other night and you said. Uh, you told me that there's only been two big brother hugs throughout the first three seasons of Supernatural. That can't possibly mm-hmm. be true. Can we talk about your sources a little bit? Like, where where did you? Obviously, I know your two own eyes that you've been watching the show. But have you have, <laughs> you, have you have you also looked up? Have you done the research on this? Yeah, I've been I've been hunting down lists. I've mm-hmm. been looking up YouTube videos, and I can only find evidence of two big hugs before this one. One is in season two when Sam. Uh, comes back to life after Dean sold the soul for him. And the other one is in Mystery Spot on the last day or whatever, Sam gets up and hugs Dean. And I feel like the boys have a reputation, Supernatural has a reputation of having these two dudes have these like huge brotherly hugs. Um, and they're always very emotional moments, but these are the only two like actual hugs. Because there's the one where Sam is dying and, and Dean is like holding him while he dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess that, that doesn't really count as a hug because he's more just like, hey, hey, man, don't die. He's not hugging him back, you know? He's just he's dying. So there's Mystery so, Spot in Season 2. Mm-hmm. And then what was the other one? Because I'm, I'm going to make... We're going to... You know I'm going to make a press spreadsheet with hugs on Yeah, it. of course. <laughs> uh, the other one is... Uh, I think it's the last episode of, of Season 2. Whatever that. Hell, All Hell Breaks Loose Part 2. Okay. 
Man, so it's going to be valuable bucks. information to somebody someday. Of course, of course, yeah. I figured like I'm going to be able to sell this and get rich to the appropriate bidder. Yeah. So yeah, of course, of course, of course. So of course, this course. is uh yeah, this is our, our third hug, and it's a fucking doozy. It's a it's a hug. It's a I have not seen you in a long time, and I would like to see more of you. Yeah. And then it's immediately like, well, so Sam's Sam's date decides to like, hey, I'm gonna let you guys uh, catch up, I guess. <laughs> See you later. Um, and I'm Sam gonna put some pants on and leave this room full of men yeah. that's, that, that have all these men in it four seconds yeah. ago. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, they uh, Dean Dean immediately just starts accusing Sam, like, what the hell did you do? Why am I back? Because this is obviously your fault, Sammy. But yeah, Sam says he, this, he has nothing to do with this. And of course, Dean does not believe him. But Sam says, like, I tried. I, I tried to sell my soul. Nobody would buy. I tried to open up the hell gate. That didn't happen. And I'm like, you tried to do what? <laughs> Excuse yeah. me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam Winchester. What? That's not a cool thing I'm, to do, Sam Winchester. I'm glad that they brought that up, though, because that was one of our like theories, even though I know what happened. But mm-hmm. we were kind of theorizing the types of things that could potentially happen. Um and that was one of them that we mentioned. So I'm glad to hear that like, Sam thought of that too. You know, he's so desperate because we know that Sam is obsessive and we know that he couldn't just say, all right, bye Dean. It'd be one thing if Dean had died. Yeah. I think that at this point in the series, I'm sure shit's going to change later on. I don't know. They, they go on a rocky road, but at the end of season three, if Dean was like, Hey, I'm really sick and I'm, and I'm going to die. Unfortunately, um, please don't try to do anything to bring me back. Sam probably would have been like, okay, yeah, I think I, I just have to accept your death mm-hmm. and grieve at, like a normal person. I assume he is a little bit crazy, um, <laughs> but, be, mean, but because his brothers, because his brother's soul is damned to hell, he couldn't just let it go. Um, well, and we, we saw this at the end of season two where, uh, John Winchester came back from hell to save them. So mm-hmm. Sam has already seen with his own two eyes that, uh, you know, when you go to hell, you're not done. You, you, you have an, you have the ability to get out of hell. And in John Winchester's yeah. case, we think he just floated away to CGI heaven, but <laughs> I mean, we don't know, like he still thinks that he can maybe not even if, even if he doesn't save Dean, he probably thought, I can at least get him to heaven, right? Like I, I can at yeah, least get him yeah. out of hell somehow. I think that's what it was. It would have been about yeah. is at least freeing him from hell. But he's been chasing Lilith, and uh, he's doesn't really have any leads there. Like nothing really is going on. Um, I yeah. think if they make a point to show Sam giving Dean his necklace back, which I think yeah. is just funny because it's not ever ever going to mean anything. It's like the pendant no. in Dark Souls One that nobody yeah. that just thousands of words have been written See, about the thing, and nothing okay. about, nothing about it is important. Yeah. Uh, spoilers because they do try to write it into the plot at some point uh-huh. uh, and then it, it ends up just being brushed aside because Kripke never ever wanted it to be anything. He never wanted it to be some like mythological object. It was just supposed to be like a symbol of like their their friendship or their their, their love for each other whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just something that Sam gave Dean. It was just a, at first it's just a, an accessory for the character of Dean to you know spice him up a little bit so he doesn't look as normal as Sam. Yeah, and yeah. And then it became, you know, okay, it's a thing that little Sammy gave to Dean. He was supposed to give it to his dad, but his dad was never around, and Dean was really the guy who took care of him, all this stuff. So we got that. And here, without the, the, the context that I think the fans put on um, the item itself, it's just supposed to be a gesture of, like, I was holding on to this for you. I wasn't going to let it go. I was going to yeah, you know, keep if- carrying... 
even if you weren't going to come back, I was still going to have it on me. Like I, I'm yeah. going to, yeah. Which, um, again, I, we, me and you both have siblings. I, I love my siblings to death. I don't care about them this much. Like the Winchesters are just really, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Emily, they're obsessive Emily and Morgan, crazy, Cindy, man. Cindy, I, I, I can't even see your name right. I'm so, I, I can't care about you enough, but yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. How much these two brothers care about each other. Yeah. I, it's, I don't even, I don't even talk to my siblings half the time, so I don't know. It's, um, it's, it's a complicated relationship those boys have. It's very complicated. Uh, but I think this is, this is a nice, this is a nice gesture. I think. Yeah, this, this, this is nice. And they, you know, they, they all leave here together as kind of all back in the, like we've got our, t- our, our team back together. Uh, nobody bothers asking where Ellen is, even though her bar, her bar exploded like two years ago and nobody seems to care about like her well-being or lifestyle or anything, but no, no. just going to skip right on past Ellen who I, it was probably doing something else during this time. Uh, yeah. But Sam, excuse me, Bobby knows a psychic that's in the area that uh, can help him out. And so they go to meet, um, Pamela mm-hmm. who I had this weird thing with because she shows back up uh, way, way later and I had no idea who she was. <laughs> Like, <laughs> they even did like the you know how they do the road so far thing and they show you the important characters like if they're coming back or whatever like they showed her and I was like when did this happen I don't remember this at all so it was nice rewatching this again and seeing like oh yeah this is this is the psychic that does all this stuff yeah, uh, yeah. so she um she's just relentlessly hitting on these boys just like even inviting both of them to like a little weird threesome which seems a little creepy yeah. but like she's yeah. she's an extremely attractive woman uh at one point like they show her bending down and she's got the uh I mean, she's got the tattoo above her ass and uh you know she dean makes a comment and she's like well you're invited big boy and so are you semi <laughs> it's just yeah. like all that kind of shit this is really weird yeah uh, it feels weird but it's also it in, in a way it's just like her kind of just fucking with them she's like i don't yeah. care i'm gonna do whatever the hell i want you're in my house i'll say whatever i damn well please yeah this is this is all good by the way like i, I think her character here is is really fun uh because she it definitely is her fucking with these two like youngsters at this point right like because she's she's yeah She's an extremely attractive lady, but she's obviously, you know, old for their standards. Like, she's in her mm-hmm. oh, mid-30s or whatever, <laughs> like, the show wants to portray her as. Um, yeah. We didn't talk about, on the drive over here, we we, we did leave out one important thing, and I apologize for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, Sam wait, hold had- on. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> so, Dean immediately sus- suspects Sam of, first of all, bringing him back, and also uh-huh. of, like, fucking with that psychic shit. Yeah, and Sam yeah. immediately starts lying about it. Immediately, yes, immediately starts lying about it. It's doesn't such an give it a second thought. To, I mean, just like he's like, "Have you been doing anything about that psychic shit?" And he's like, "Nope." You told me yeah. it was basically your dying breath. You told me you didn't want to, Dean. Come on. Yeah, I, I think would never that the, do that. I would never do that. I think the I actual line. <laughs> I think the actual line is you haven't been using any of that psychic stuff or whatever Dean says, but I think Sam's actual line right there is, what am I supposed to go dark side or something? <laughs> he just immediately blows up and screams at. It's always good when he brings out that old, that old chestnut. He's like, I'm a whole new level of freak. And Dean's like, all right, dude. All right, dude, calm down. I've seen the YouTube video that Chris gets posted on monster of the week.com. So yeah. Not cool. <laughs> yeah. Also, Sam, why'd you put an iPod in the Impala? God. Yeah, I, I like the the iPod looks so fucking dinky when they show it. Like the little weird, like number one, it's like yeah. that old iPod classic click wheel thing, so it already mm-hmm, looks a little mm-hmm. dated. But like this, the whole like rubber arm with the plastic case thing, like it just looks so <laughs> dinky as hell. Yeah. I love Dean just immediately ripping it out and throwing it behind him because Sam's trash music comes on. That was good. <laughs> yeah. 
So anyway, um, so- back, back at Pamela's, uh, she decides she's going to do a seance so that they can find the face or the name of the person that uh, pulled Dean out of hell. She's a she's a famous psychic. Bobby calls her the best psychic in Illinois, which, man, just really makes me wish Memphis was on this case, right? Or Missouri was on this case. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the second time you've called her that. So uh, we might have to really just cr- create a fanfic about uh, about somebody named Memphis. You should you should we should cr- we should both be creating fanfic with alternate names and see if anybody can find it, or have we been <laughs> doing that the entire time? Dun, dun, dun. Anyway. Well, all so, of the dialogue in mine is just, what, am I supposed to go dark side or something? Yeah, so just should, literally Google that, and you'll find a you lot. You should be able like, to figure it out pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> just do a Google image search of uh, Dean with a huge dong, and you'll find all my stuff, too. So that's really easy to find. <laughs> oh, supernatural fandom. What are you guys doing out there? What are you, what, yeah. what are you, what are you crazy people doing? I mean, we're in there, too. We're out here. We're doing a podcast. And so Pamela discovers a name. She's able to, to catch on to some sort of a name. Uh, the name Castiel. Castiel, yes. Now, kids at home, you're going to want to remember that name because it's going to come up again. Yeah, literally um, in like 20 <laughs> minutes. So just stay tuned. <laughs> Castiel <laughs> warns her, like, do not do not summon me. And she's like, you know, I'm, I'm stronger than you. I don't scare that easily. And then uh, there's a flash. I like the scene, and- I like the scene because it's, it, we don't hear anything. Pamela hears it. Mm-hmm. And so it's her side of it saying, like, and the, the boys are like, what, what is it saying? And she's like, it's telling me not to look at it. Like, it won't let me see it. And she's like, uh-uh, like you just said. She's like, uh-uh, Castiel. I'm going to look at them cheeks if I want to. Show me them. Give me that face. I want that face. Give me that That's what face. I want right now. You better get your ass over here so I can get that face. Open your mouth. Let me see uh, your tongue. Unfortunately, uh, this this whole thing kind of backfires on Pamela, who gets her eyes burned out in a really gruesome yeah. kind of look. And she is, I mean, she like these are like full on like bloodied eyeballs. It's it's really gross looking. Yeah. I feel bad for. And this she's kid. like moaning and whimpering and like it's awful. Like that hurt her a lot. You know it's serious when the Winchesters actually call an ambulance and you can hear somebody in the background calling an ambulance. Yeah, Sam's on the phone. <laughs> the last time I remember them calling an ambulance was for Meg when Meg dies in Bobby's living room. <laughs> so, like, yeah. this is how serious they think this is. Um, but they at least get the name, Castiel, and so they decide that having burned this poor woman's eyes out, they're going to go get a burger. So they go to the local diner and get a burger. Which yeah. is, they got to do something. So. I, I know they have to do something. I know they have to do something, Chris, but I mean, really? Like, you don't want to hang out with that chick, make sure her eyes are okay, cook her some dinner. Well, she has to go to the hospital, so. (laughs) I'm just, lock up her house. I'm just saying, like, there's some, there's a way to be a good guy here, and there's a way to be the Winchesters. So, the Winchesters got a burger. And that's why they need Bobby Singer around, because he's the good guy who stayed behind and rode the ambulance with her and made sure everything (laughs) was okay. Presumably Bobby's being the good guy. That's why we don't really see him for the rest of the episode, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, they as they're sitting down having their burger and they're kind of talking about everything, the waitress that's serving them food sits down and kind of stares at them. And then uh, they realize something's kind of fishy. And, of course, she's a demon. And mm-hmm. uh, the entire – everybody in the diner is a demon. And I love how all of these demons must, like, very quickly possess somebody. Like, they had to have somebody on lookout be like, they're coming this way. They're coming this way. They're coming this way. Get in it. And they all have to, like, take over yeah. the restaurant immediately, right? Or have they just been yeah. working there all day? Like, have they just been waiting for Sam? These, this place has a good cheeseburger. Dean will show up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I guess, maybe waiting for the opportune time to possess somebody to interact with them. And now they're like, okay, there's this X amount of us. We can take over this entire restaurant. I think it kind of falls apart when you start to analyze it, Jeremy. Um, 
<laughs> as with most things in you know teen drama television. this 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 diner has been owned and operated by a family of demons for the last 75 years it's a tradition it's still family better, business. Still better than the spinoff that they do in season nine. I'm just going to say it. Still, still better, better than, than the spinoff. spin-off. <laughs> Two broke demons is what it's called. Oh man, and, I would totally watch that. That sounds great. Anyway, and then suddenly in the series um, finale, <laughs> Sam and Dean Winchester stroll in and start slapping them in the face. Which is what happens here. Like this, this demon is kind of going, uh, is, is trying to be intimidating towards Dean, who. Like I, I'm pretty, kind of, I'm nervous for the Winchesters right now. Like they're they've got four or five demons around them. Um, they haven't really mentioned if they have a, the knife or not, and it's I, I kind of assume that they didn't at this point. So we don't know that they have any tools to get away from them. They haven't planned anything. They didn't bless the water going through the water meter outside yeah. or anything like that. They were um, just trying to get some food. But Dean is is totally like fucking just chill about this, right? Like he's just like looking at him like what I do not care about this, and says to him like. Hey, I, I assumed it was one of you guys that put, took me out. Like, And if you don't know mm-hmm. about it, it has to be someone so far up the food chain that they're not going to tell you about it. And that has you scared shitless. And like, you're not going to do anything. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to reach through your mouth and pull out your tongue. And he just slaps her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> she looks at him and then he does it again. <laughs> yeah. If this scene was like him slapping a man that we, we wouldn't have to like cringe at all because it would just be like, oh, Dean's just like, just slapping a dude like he's some tough guy. Um, but it's, it's always just one of these dudes smacking a chick. And it's it's so always weird. them smacking a chick. Like, and it's not, and, and listeners out there, like, I know it's a demon, but like, even Dean knows that there's a woman in there that knows what's going on. And all of a sudden, she, all of a sudden, all she knows is Dean Winchester slapped me in the face twice at a restaurant in Illinois. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you want to talk but, about your basic, your ground bed <laughs> for some fan fiction right there, right? Oh, oh. <laughs> So all that aside, it is interesting because he's suggesting, like, the fact that you demons are kind of coming after me, like, what the fuck? Why are you out here? Why do you get to come out? All these other souls are down there getting turned into demons and shit. How come Dean Winchester's free? And and to Dean, that immediately, like you said, that that's like, you. if you don't know, then that means that you're probably scared, too, because it's something above your pay grade. It's something that mm-hmm. is beyond you. So you're just as scared as us about this. And you know what? Fuck you. You're not going to do shit. Because if you fuck with me, I might just get pulled right back out again. You don't know. You have no idea what's going on. Uh, neither does Dean, to be fair. <laughs> but Yeah, Dean has um, no idea either. Which All he knows is Castiel, which is, sounds like a vaguely demonic name, too. Like, it's, I mean, Azazel sounds pretty demonic. So, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm into Castiel being a demon at this point. Um, yeah. And Sam, this whole time, is sort of bristling. And I didn't notice it until after they were walking out that he he's not like, oh, shit, Dean, you shouldn't slap that demon. He's in there thinking, like... Why did we just walk out of there, Dean? Let's go back and kill them all. Yeah, and he makes some. He was like, Sam, there's like a ton of them in there. Like, what are you doing? Um, or he he gives a number, maybe something like that. And Sam just says, I've been exercising a lot more demons than that lately, Dean. Um, and it's just sort of this offhanded comment. What is you know, Sam is super hunter now or something. But it's still he's really itching for that fight. He he didn't want to walk out of there with all those people left behind. And. <laughs> But they did because, you know, Sam's not a complete fucking idiot. Uh, But unfortunately, he turns that around real quick because he waits for Dean to go to sleep and then he just leaves. Like, Sam, like, Dean would never notice him being gone in the middle of the night. Like, what? Sam, what are you Yeah, I don't even know if it's trying to, like, because before Sam can even do anything, uh, Dean ends up calling him and he's like, hey, where you at? And he's like, oh, I couldn't sleep. Uh, went to oh, wait, go, wait, wait, we gotta, because you know, this, this, the timeline on this gets a little complicated, but like, because so yeah. Sam leaves and takes the Impala, and that's where we get another mm-hmm. visit from the explodey glass person, or whatever, is trying to contact Dean, right, that we saw at the gas station, oh, yeah. so that happens oh, in the yeah, hotel yeah. room, 
while, and that's what wakes Dean up, um, who Dean calls Bobby and then they leave. And that's where this conversation happens. And the brothers start lying to each other. And, uh, we talked about mm-hmm. hugs. We haven't had that many secrets so far in this season. Um, yeah. Cause they, they usually just all the secrets in the past, they usually just tell each other. But mm-hmm. now this is where like secrets start becoming plot points. Um, According, because four according months to my passed. spreadsheet, uh, there's only one secret that they have not confessed, and it's uh, Sam knows that Mary knows about the demon or the demon blood, and he has not told oh, Dean yeah. that. Not, yeah. To my knowledge, unless I miss it somewhere. Listeners, get at me. I am yeah, at I Local know. Bones on Twitter. All of you. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they. Uh, this is where secrets become plot points. This is where mm-hmm. that the, that four months, um, in you know, while Dean was gone, really start to to separate the brothers a little bit. Um, and when I first watched this, I remember hating how much, uh, like drama there would become between the two, but it just works so well. And I don't want to say any more than that, but like, that's, that's what the show is. That's what the show needed to stay strong and stay fresh. Um, but so yeah, we, we have this conversation between, uh, Sam and Dean where we see Sam sitting outside the diner where they were just at earlier that day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dean asks him where he is. And he says, Oh, I, I was just, couldn't sleep, was getting a burger, and he's, why'd you take my car? He's, well, for, it's a force of habit, you know, it's been it's my car for the last four months, so whatever. <laughs> um, and I don't know if Dean suspects anything, but he immediately lies back to Sam mm-hmm. and says, oh yeah, I'm just out with Bobby, um, about to go, you know, get a beer or something like that. Um, afterwards, Bobby says, well, you know, why did, why did you lie? Why didn't you tell him what we were really doing? And he said, well, I, I don't, uh, he would, he'd only try to stop us. If if we did that, or if we told him, so let's just go and do this thing without he Sam. And to, that thing is that they want to summon this this Castiel exactly. person. Yeah, they want he wants to summon Castiel, which Bobby is like, this is a bad idea, and Dean's like, this is a terrible idea, but it's the only one we have. Um, mm-hmm. so we're gonna have two kind of branching paths here. So let, let, I think we should knock out Sam real quick. Um, yeah, right, because Sam Sam's yeah, is going to be the sure. shorter of the two, and it's going to end in kind of a just pretty quickly. So Sam goes into this diner to presumably try to exercise these demons that he knew was knew was in there earlier. He finds one completely dead behind the counter with its eyes burned out, just like Pamela had, which is kind of like eyebrow mm-hmm. raising. And then the waitress is there and her eyes are, are burned out as well. And, um, you know, she says basically like, I, I saw this thing. It's, it's, you know, it was the end of the world and I, you know, you're not going to be able to stop it. And I, I wasn't able to stop it. And then Chris, Fucking Sam goes dark side. We've been waiting for it for so long, and it's finally here. He goes fucking dark side. This is scary, right? Like this is bad news bears. What Sam does yeah, in this exact this is, moment. This is. Um, I was super hyped about it the first time it happened because I was like, no fucking way. No, mm-hmm. what is he doing? Like hype, excited in the like a uh, what kind of powers is he using? But obviously yep. at the same time, especially watching it now as an adult and not a person in high school. Sorry, Jeremy. Um, I'm <laughs> able to see. Oh man, like this this drastic jump up in in power i guess if you want to call it that that can't be a good thing you know sam shouldn't be able to do what he's doing and so he has this little exchange with with the demon the demon that we saw earlier mm-hmm. um and she says something about you know i can't see but i can smell your stinking soul or you know something along those lines some she can smell his soul uh sure. or feel him or whatever i don't know some bullshit uh and that's when sam just puts his hand out like he's a fucking Jedi. I mean, it's, it's strongly like he's he's about to shoot some force lightning. Like that's what this looks like. Yeah, he holds his hand out. He closes his eyes and just twists his head a little bit, and then suddenly she starts, or you know, the person 
that the, the demon is inside starts coughing up the demon essentially um and it's like a a kind of a haphazard exorcism spell except he doesn't have to say anything uh and and yeah the, the the demon gets pulled out goes down to hell and the the body collapses to the floor and he looks kind of like he's doing some work here like he's got his his other his one hand out in front of him again in that that whole force position but his other hand is kind of holding his head like this is kind of like a, this is almost a psychic strain on him like picture basically yeah. anything when Zav- when Xavier does any kind of psychic battle on the astral plane right like he's got that partic- that specific pose thing happening um, yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> what you don't, not, you don't know about not, Xavier in the psychic plane? Do you want Tony to take a break no, and explain it? I'm, it's not too dissimilar from uh, the 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 way he used to look. Sam used to look when he would have the psychic visions, or he would kind of yeah. like almost like grimace in pain a lot of the time, like it hurt. It's like that, except he, it's a little bit more controlled. Um, it's a little bit more dark side or something. Mm. And and uh, then suddenly somebody else walks into the room. And it's our it's our girlfriend from earlier from the uh, from when Dean and Sam back, both met up back at the hotel and uh, now we know that this is actually Ruby inhabiting a different body so we have we have mm-hmm. lost the blonde haired Ruby we are now in uh, dark haired Ruby territory. Genevieve Cortez who for the fans out there I'm sure everybody knows this mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. who Jared Padalecki is married to because once you sting them they stay stung am I right they stay Chris? stung they stay she stung. survived <laughs> she, she survived she the stinging. <laughs> She only had, she had to just, you know, you know what, this could get real graphic real quick, so I'm just going to stop. Yeah. But yeah, she yeah. seems like a perfectly nice woman is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, I watched some video recently about how they met, uh, mm-hmm. or like how he first asked her out. It's actually super funny. Um, so fans, go look that up if you care about that sort of thing. But yeah, I remember being absolutely shocked because I was like, well, Ruby's dead. Ruby's blonde yeah. <laughs> and she's dead. Sure. So yeah, because what that's the, the way fuck? And, like, <laughs> and did not expect, uh, didn't, I mean, if anything, I expected her to come back as the same actress. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting them to just replace her. You know, Meg has been the same, or had been the same throughout all of her you know, iterations or whatever. So why wouldn't Ruby? But yeah, no, this is a this is a different actress. I think they did a really good job of making it seem like a total innocuous like hookup. That Sam is now he's been on his own, and now he, he maybe he has some he has some guests over to his uh, to his motel. Yeah, like this is the. I mean, this is if Dean's not around him, like he's obviously going to pursue some sort of companionship. So, like, I would have, I just assumed when we first, when we first saw her that she was just some chick that he picked up at a bar, right? Like, she's some rando yeah. girl that he was biding his time with while he was on the hunt for a demon king, demon queen. Jesus Christ, Sam, <laughs> what are you doing? You should definitely not be doing that. <laughs> what kind of damn. Anyway, um, but he's no, just sitting there like call his, me Sammy. Friend, Ruby. <laughs> Uh, Ruby says that this is not like any kind of demonic power that she has ever seen before, that this feels cosmic in some way. And, uh, she's, you can kind of tell oh, she's the thing, terrified. the thing with Dean, you mean? No, no. Dean's Ruby says whole... this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ruby says yeah, yeah, like, no. she's never, se- yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. We're, we're talking I thought about, you meant about Sam's, Sam's power for a second. Yeah, I was like, absolutely. Not that. He's not <laughs> that strong, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've never been in bed with him, Chris. You don't know how cosmic he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, I don't no, want to no. die. So. <laughs> Damn, for real. Otherwise, right? Yeah. But Dean, uh, yeah, Dean coming back from the from the hell is something she has never seen before. Like no demon she even has ever heard of would be that powerful. And uh, yeah, she has mm-hmm. no idea. She says it's a cosmic thing. And um, she says, yeah, and they have like, a little conversation about this. Yeah, yeah. And she says, like, hey, are you going to tell Dean about like what we've been doing about how we've been exercising these demons? <laughs> Sam says, like, no. He's just so stuck up about all of this psychic stuff that I don't know how to do it. And I'm like, Sam. Please, yeah. Sam, Sam. Please, please. <laughs> Sam. Please, 
you know this was wrong. <laughs> Sam, know, please. Sam, please. Yeah. You know this he does wrong. know what's wrong, but so uh, Sam's motivation here is that, first of all, apparently it feels good. Um, second of all, he, he doesn't want Dean to know because obviously he, know, he knows that Dean would try to put a stop to it. And Sam thinks that he's doing the right thing. Sam still believes that he, throughout anything, despite any of the demon's plans for him, he believes that, well, first of all, he, he believes he's a freak. And I think that that's going to, it's come up before and it will come up again, that just like Dean, Sam has uh, uh, a lot of self-loathing. And he wants to take part of that self-loathing and do something positive with it. So he he thinks that because he's able to exercise demons and not kill them, because I don't know if they really get into that with this episode, but that's what he's able to do. You know, he, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to shoot them or stab them with the knife or anything. He can just use his little power and, and a lot of time the person is saved. So Sam's motivation here is, you know, I'm, I'm gaining the power to, to defeat demons. I'm going to get strong enough to beat Lilith, and I don't want to give that up. Because at this point, he, I think he'd already been dead set on, well, Dean's gone, so I just got to go get revenge. Because yeah, I can't do I'm gonna go. Else. I'm going to go send Lilith back to hell to the same place that you know, she sent Dean, basically. Just the way that, you know, John Winchester essentially ruined his children's life in order to get revenge for his wife. You know, he, he put them through things that they would ne- she would never have wanted them to go through. Um, Sam, in a way, is doing the same thing. In order to get revenge for Dean, he's doing things Dean never would have wanted him to do. Even though Dean's back, Sam is still on that same path. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's and, how you know it's it's not good because like yeah. with the with, now that his brother is back, he really should be like taking like taking a look at his life and going like, mm, am I am I a good guy <laughs> when I use my psychic yeah. demon powers that I got from Azazel yeah. when he dripped his demon blood in my mouth, or <laughs> am I a bad guy that uses his demon psychic powers <laughs> that I got from Azazel when he dripped his blood in, into my mouth? <laughs> like, <sighs> it's not a it's not an easy question for, to answer. It's, no, yes, it no, is. it's a super easy. Qu- anyway, um, I love the conversation they have here because Ruby basically says like, well, hey, I'll disappear. Like, I, I know, you know, your brother is back. He's your brother. You should be spending time with him. I don't want to get him in the way in the way of the two of you. And the whole time I'm like, fucking Ruby, you're lying. Like, I can I can just tell like you're just lying to this mm-hmm. dude. You're playing him somehow. What are you doing? Yeah, that's not good. So that's pretty much the ending. Um, that's where we're going to leave Sam in this episode. Um, yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, in a in a very cool, very cool set that they have built, Dean and Bobby have uh, created this summoning spell, and they have lined this. Um, I don't even know what you call it. It almost looks like a miniature airport hangar. Like it's kind of got a curved ceiling to it, right? Like, um, yeah, yeah. I would say that's probably almost what it is. It's some sort of a uh, some sort of little hangar that somebody mm-hmm. would have in their backyard somewhere. You know, some some guy with a model plane set. Sure, yeah. There sounds like there's a dork out there like that. And, <laughs> hey, and if you're that dork, monsteroftheweek.cool slash contact, let us know about it. I want to hear about your airplanes. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> but they have they have spray-painted every single religious symbol that they could possibly think of or research onto the inside of this thing, thinking that uh, it's going to take some extreme power to contain whatever it is that they are trying to summon. Mm-hmm. Um, they they, they kind of go through all of this spell work, and I never really... Until we we had we talked about it on the last episode, um, it never really clicked about just how much goddamn spell work these dudes do all the time. Yeah. Like they're basically witches. Yeah, if this they, is some if, like Hogwarts shit. If they didn't know each other, they would probably want to hunt each other, Chris. <laughs> like, yeah, this is I, that great. I think I could agree with you there. 
Yeah, what's, I think what's Sam deserves Dean? to be hunted uh, just specifically for trying to open up the Devil's Gate. Like, number one, <laughs> he should have been shot right then. No, I think yeah. he deserves a little bit more credit because all these other guys out here are using magic. Why can't he? I guess, man. I guess this, this, all of this is a bad <laughs> idea. I do like this the moment where um, like they do the spell and they're both kind of just looking around and Sam's like – or no, excuse me. Dean's like, did you do it right, Bobby? And Bobby just gives him the flat like, you fucking idiot kind of look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course I fucking did it right. I'm Bobby Singer. <laughs> so but, uh, after a little bit of waiting there's uh there's some rumbling and some flashing lights and uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm, shit mm-hmm. starts popping off and then they're suddenly they're at the club yep they're at the club uh danger mouse is joke. playing right danger is, mouse is that is that is that a club guy yeah danger mouse? Uh, his name's da- it's dead mouse and uh yeah <laughs> who's who's danger mouse i don't know Dude, he's a musician. He's no. he's a he's a guy with a fro. That is what Google just told me. I don't believe you. Um, that's even that. I'm too even too old for that. So I don't know. He's got a song with "Run the Fucking Jewels." Do you have a song with "Run the Jewels"? No, I'm supposed to be a dark star. Yeah. So the doors swing open on this hangar. I'm just moving right right along. <laughs> You're going right past this. You don't want to talk yeah. about this anymore. I don't want to be involved anymore. <laughs> It'll be in the show notes, everybody. The Google Ghost City show notes for Danger Mouse. <laughs> Never fucking heard of Danger Mouse. <laughs> Dead Mouse is definitely what I was going for. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this extremely important scene in Supernatural history, which I am totally blowing up with my silliness. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is this is one of the coolest scenes in the series history. Uh, this dude in kind of a long jacket walks in and under these all these flashing lights, there's sparks kind of dro- dropping and falling on him. We've never seen him before. Um and he just kind of walks right through all of these protections and, and, and walks right through this like Bobby uh, and Dean trap. just start shooting at him. They don't they don't wait. Yeah, they they immediately start shooting it, which like, hey, like you summoned the dude. <laughs> like what did you yeah. summon him for if you were just gonna yeah. try to kill him? But uh yeah, they, they start shooting. Shooting doesn't work at all. Um Dean pulls the demon knife and stabs him. Uh I don't think they've spoken at this point. Uh you can correct me if I'm wrong, but there, there might have been some minor back and forth. But Dean tries to stab him. The blade goes in, but nothing happens. He just kind of pulls the blade out and throws it to the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby comes from behind, and that's where we see Castiel just put a finger into the middle of Bobby's forehead, and Bobby just falls asleep immediately. Uh, it's actually not clear that he fell asleep immediately, but I think yeah, we find drops. it next <laughs> But he literally just drops, and I was like, that's a weird way to kill Bobby. He's probably not dead. <laughs> yeah, I think he says in a second, like, your friend is fine. Yeah, uh, but this is Castiel, and fans of the of the series know that Castiel is going to play a huge part. New new people out there, uh, this is Castiel is going to be with us for a long, long time in a lot of different ways. Uh, but for now, he is this extremely intimidating thing. Uh, and I, I guess we can go ahead and get into it, right? Like he's yeah, he tells he, he, Dean that he's he a very angel f- of the Lord. Yeah, he has a very famous line uh, that I've I've started to kind of groan at because I'd seen it quoted on Tumblr. So, so, so many times. Um, it's just one of those things. You see it too many times and it starts to lose its effect. But it is a good line. He he says, I'm the one who gripped you tight and raised you from perdition. Um, he speaks in this very stiff, and I guess the right term for it is almost biblical way, mm-hmm. where everything he says has a little bit of extra gravity to it. Everything he says is a little bit slower, a little bit like more deliberate. Like he's... It- it's almost clipped. expertly picking what like, he's saying. Yeah. 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 Like he's, he's, he's thinking, um, y- you know what this reminds me of is uh, a scene from the dark tower books. Do you remember when, um, 
and I guess spoilers for people that haven't read the second Dark Tower book. It's it's twenty years old. People go, go go read the book. Uh, but when Roland is inhabiting Jack Mort's mind and he runs into the cops and he's like having to check the what he calls like yeah, the Mortipedia yeah. or whatever, like it's almost yeah. like he's having to think the thoughts ahead of time and then say the words. Mm-hmm. That's that's almost exactly what this feels like. And they, I, if that's the explanation, it would it, it would sort of make sense why Castiel would change over time and become more human-like because mm-hmm. we see so much of him uh, in in this body that it would be like, okay, well, he gets, he understands the human world. He understands how to interact with humans a little bit more. Um, I, I said to you uh, earlier that the only thing bad about these two episodes is how fucking awesome and intimidating and powerful Castiel seems. Mm-hmm. And uh, they lose a lot of that to make him uh, a more fun, relatable character. And I... I get it, but I when you first see him like this after knowing him a certain way for years now, I'm like, oh shit, he was a fucking like creepy, creepy in a good way, badass because he's yeah. just this creepy. Like two minutes ago, he just <laughs> he just burned out Pamela's eyes because yeah. she tried to look at him, and mm-hmm. like the static, like it just their representation of angels was just so cool. At and first, we should, and we should get into this a little bit because, like, yeah. he says he's an angel of the Lord. Dean immediately doesn't believe him, so we see this scene where, um, and like, I'll probably have this gift, right? Like, this will be the gift for the episode, but of <laughs> him uh, kind of raising his wings. But we don't see the wings; we see the shadow of the wings uh, that are, mm-hmm. that's appearing behind him. And they're going to play with that that kind of shadow wing motif with all these angels. But the idea is that this angel is so overwhelming in its presence that he burned out the demon's eyes. He burned out Pamela's eyes. He tried to use his voice quietly with Dean and ended up blowing up in all the windows. And like, he's just so overwhelming of a presence that no normal er- humans can't handle it. So he had to embody this vessel, which immediately pisses Dean off. He can tell this triggers Dean a little bit to say, uh, not to use triggers yeah. like that, but it, it, this is one of Dean's things of like, so you're, you're running around in some meat suit right now. Like, did you ask permission or whatever? And like Castiel makes it, makes a point of saying, well, he's, this is an honor for him. He's a devout religious man. He asked for this, which is kind of a weird thing that we, like the idea that these angels have to find these willing hosts to inhabit themselves. We're not really going to get into yeah. it with this episode, but it's, it's something that definitely, since we're waiting a week between episodes, I was like, Hmm, Really, mm-hmm. uh, but this mm-hmm. is this is just so fucking intimidating and, and like so so scary. Like I'm glad that I, I don't know. Like again, I, I've I've talked continuously since season two about expanding the cosmology, and I, you know, Dean immediately just does not believe this at all. But he thinks like he thinks like you're just lying to me. There is no god. Like there is no devil. This is all just bullshit. Like you're some other yeah. being that we haven't seen before. Um, but man, like, I'm just, I'm just so into this. Like the idea that there's this other presence that demons aren't even really familiar with is something that's really, really just awe inspiring. Yeah. Like in the actual meaning of like, awesome. Right. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. What are they going to do next? Where are they going to go? Yeah. It's, it's just, there's so much, uh, gravity to the scene that it's really cool. And then Dean immediately just starts being well, like, why? Okay. Why would God help me? Uh, why would why would you want to save me? Like I'm I'm a nobody. I'm just some random dude. This is that's this episode, right? Not the next one. Uh, that's the I next can't one. recall. Well, he does. Okay, he says, says like why? He does ask why, and uh, I think oh, Castiel yeah, it's the why. final line of the episode. Mm-hmm. He says he asks why, and and Castiel says because we have work for you. Yeah, because God. And I believe that that's, and we have work yeah. for you. Like they they're yeah. putting that capital in the word we really really well. Like Misha Collins just selling the hell out of this character mm-hmm. too. Like from the from the first from the first. It's time we see him. Yeah. Um, 
Now, obviously, like, I, I was just being a little bit negative about, like, the future of this character. Everybody loves this character, so you just gotta, you just gotta take that as me being a little bit salty. I love the character, too. But just after seeing how, how well they pulled this off, like, you would think that, like, putting angels into your show would be like, oh, okay, this is really cheesy. Um, but right here, they just do it so well. So seeing that, like, it's perfected nature... And then, like, remembering that, like, it's not necessarily that perfect anymore is just, it's just a realization, that's all. And that's, I mean, that could be the theme of a character, and we probably need to come back to that, like, at the, at our feedback episode in, like, season nine or ten, right? Like, the, the slow yeah. decline of, you know, Castiel over, over a number of years. But for now, he's just this overwhelming power that we've never seen before. And I really, really like that Dean Winchester has become the type of person who's just immediately like, fuck off. No, like this is, mm-hmm. you, you, you I, I don't believe this at all. Like you can do this all you want to. I've seen all these. And he doesn't say this. This is me reading into it, by the way. Like I'm not putting words in Dean Winchester's mouth, but like he's seen these kind of flashy tricks before when demons show up or when supernatural creatures do this stuff. And he's just like, no, absolutely not. Like I reject all of this. Like you, you may say that you've done this, but I, I, I I don't necessarily believe you. I don't believe who you are. So that's like, that's just really good. Like that's, you know, this, this one solitary human who, whether or not you choose to believe that he, that God wants him to do good is now still here trying to do the best he can. And that's a really, really powerful way to, that's really, really powerful character, but character and character motivation, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. Any last thoughts? No, this is a, like, excellent excellent season premiere like this is yeah this is so good this is amazing i think that they production level just like writing Mm -hmm. everything supernatural was stepped up significantly from last season and obviously last season suffered from the writer's strike i think that that created a whole slew of problems but this is just such a badass step up that you know it's going to be a good season they did right without having to worry about any of that stuff, right? Like all you like they they don't mm-hmm. worry about Bella. They never mention Bella's name once. I don't even think they talk about the cult for a good long time. So like yeah. they, they're just leaving all that stuff in the past and doing this stuff, which is the way it should be. Like when you're having a kind of a break like that. So th- this is all to the game. Like I think this is all. Amazing. So I man, I just I can't wait to get into season to season four some more. <laughs> like I'm excited about it now. Yeah. into Are You There, God? It's me, Dean Winchester, written by Sarah Campbell, directed by Phil, <laughs> and it came out on September 25th, 2008. Uh, so I had of- to look up this episode title because I had it's heard this Margaret. episode title yeah. before. Mm-hmm. So there's the Judy Bloom version, but I yep. knew it because there's a Venture Brothers episode called yep. Are You There, God? It's me, Dean. And I just yeah. always thought it was based on that. <laughs> <laughs> it all goes back to Judy Bloom. Oh, of course. Which is funny. Uh, the spirits of Meg, Agent Victor Henriksen, and Ronald Resnick appear and accuse Sam and Dean of failing them as the brothers attempt to help Bobby, who is haunted by angry ghosts of children he is unable to save. Um, yeah. This is we've talked about a lot. We've talked a lot about our Monster of the Week episodes combining with our overarching plot, and this is the mm-hmm. first time that I think it nails that uncategorically. This is awesome. They, they do it so well. Mm-hmm. And they, as we've said many, 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 many times, and we'll say many more times, 
Well, actually, fuck, I was going to say they saved the people, but they didn't hunt the thing. This time I was going to say they hunted the thing, but didn't save the people. We haven't said that one before. <laughs> they did, fuck. They did it, hunt the thing, but that, you know, they, they had to hunt because they didn't save the people before. So you're not, you're not far off. Yeah, this is all family business. Uh, you know, not, not doing it very well. Yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm into yeah. it. Uh, our cold open is this woman who gets kind of woken up by the lights flashing. And then we see her breath kind of curl out from her. Like it's gotten really cold all of a sudden. Uh, and you know, the first 30 seconds of this, you think like, this is just going to be kind of like an average woman, but no, she jumps up, runs to the closet, opens up her fucking hunter closet full of weapons, grabs mm-hmm. a shotgun filled with, you know, salt shells and starts drawing lines of salt on the floor, <laughs> blocking out ghosts. And I love this. I think this is really cool. I was really excited. Like, yeah. Oh man, another hunter. This is going to be exciting. But unfortunately she, she literally dies like here in the next scene. So, uh, she starts seeing spirits that she obviously recognizes. And then one of them like kills her pretty graphically, like rips her heart out by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, I like the, uh, the little, the little subversion there. You don't think it's going to be a hunter, but she's unfortunately, like you said, we don't get to see much of her. We don't get to see much of a, of, of a lot of hunters. No, we don't. I mean, they want to focus on Sam and Dean too. I mean, that's what the show is about. Like the show is about these two brothers doing, you know, doing these things. So I just like to have these side characters and side characters are probably very difficult to do in a show like this without having some yeah. sort of contract that you can be on every single episode. Um, I think that a lot of what probably the, the trouble with the season two was where they were really expanding the universe and adding in uh, Gordon and Joe and Ellen and Ash and all these other characters who would have fleshed out the world and, and been really interesting. And then, but they don't serve enough of the main plot. Um, they would just be another like starring role that they would have to pay out or whatever. And they would take screen time away from Sam and Dean. And that's like clearly what was making the show work more than the monsters or anything else was, was the boys. So, and the writers must have really been high-fiving themselves when they figured out that they could just have demons and angels possess different people so that they can just literally cast whoever the fuck they want to and they call them yeah, the name. Like, hey, hey, that's Ruby it's now. Like, it's not the same actress, but that's definitely Ruby. Look at her. She's talking yeah. like Ruby did. <laughs> she likes salty french fries. <laughs> yep, but she loves salty french fries because she is a demon and that is weird. Did that ever get into the actual episode, by the way? Did we talk about that? I don't think we did. I don't remember, but that is weird. That is she shouldn't be able to eat salt. <laughs> you should not be able to eat salt. You're a demon. I mean, really, like you shouldn't be able to eat anything if that's the yeah. case. Like most of our food, anyway. Let's not get in. Let's not get uh, derailed as any more than we already have tonight. Um, okay. Yeah. So the uh, the big thing that happens in this besides Olivia, she's going to be named later, getting murdered is we hear Bobby in the background saying, "Hey Olivia, please call me. I need your help on something." Um, so this is a friend of Bobby's. After the uh, cold open. We go back to Bobby's house where Sam and Dean are arguing. Dean has told Sam all of this stuff um, about basically all of him meeting Castiel, who Castiel is. Sam is in it wholeheartedly. Yeah, absolutely. It's an angel. Why wouldn't it be? And Dean says something to the extent of like, are you telling me that of all the hunters in history, nobody's laid eyes on this thing? And Sam's like, you just did. Like, that's, yeah. that's literally who you are. Like, guess what? You're the person. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody had to see, a, wind- the see who- a, a Wendigo for the first time. So now guess what? That's you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. It's a pretty sound it argument. Actually. It's a good <laughs> argument. <laughs> but For this is Sam's where... actually right. I <laughs> know. Uh, I mean, t- Sam is right on the money on this one. Uh, but Dean, this is where Dean goes into his whole uh, why? Why me? Like, why do I mm-hmm. deserve to be saved? Like, I've tried to be good. I've saved some people, but I'm, I'm, I don't really deserve to be saved. I don't be deserve to be, you know, drug up from hell. And Sam says, "Well, obviously you do." Like. Th- th- 
God obviously wants you here for a reason. He's like, and you could tell Dean is just like having this crisis of faith where he does not believe and doesn't really want to believe. And even if he did believe, doesn't believe in himself enough to believe this. That's that's absolutely what it is. He doesn't, he's having a crisis of faith because he says, what I I don't even like being singled out at parties, you know, Mm -hmm. and and suddenly I'm being raised out of hell by God. Birthday parties. Yeah. Yeah. It's really um, good. And Sam, what does Sam say? Like, God wants you to put on the party hat, bud. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, just, there's a lot of self-doubt in Dean. In, mm-hmm. uh, he feels, I don't know, yeah, he just does not feel worthy. And I think after everything that happened, and like, obviously he, he's been to hell, and maybe he remembers some stuff, maybe he doesn't feel quite like Dean anymore. But it's, um, he, he just doesn't, he doesn't have faith in himself. He doesn't. He doesn't believe that he deserves anything good. Really, uh, mm-hmm. he let Sam die back in season two and had to sell his soul. He had to dirty himself. It was the only way to get his brother back. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he just does not. He does not like his his self too much. And um, it's almost He's left some of the innumerable almost... supernatural beings to just live instead of killing yeah. them as is his True. job. So um, he. he uh, Shit, what was I? I, I keep doing this, like, just directly in the middle of a sentence. I just That's how I know I'm getting really old. Um, this must be what you feel like all the time. This is what I feel like uh, all the time. Thank you. Good, 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 good. Glad we both went to the same place at the same time. I guess we are both really fucking old, Chris. <laughs> I can't wait till you turn 30. That's going to be so oh, yeah. great for me. Yeah, just wait till I go bald. I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> you want me to go bald side or something? What do you want me to go bald or something? Uh, um, this is a little bit of a rehash of, of season two, where... where mm-hmm. Dean is stuck on the what's dead should stay dead tip when his, you know, his dad brought him back to life. This time he doesn't have quite the guilt, but he's also like, why does this keep happening? Why am I not allowed to die? You know, I don't think he, I think he's glad to be out of hell, but I think it's also a little concerning in a way to him. Yeah, because he really truly believed, like, by the end of season three, he had accepted this and accepted the fact that, like, he deserves to go to hell. He sold his soul. He deserves to go to hell. So now that all of a sudden he's back... And it's literally the all-powerful being in the universe, the, the being that represents goodness and, and light in the universe. It's, it's basically telling him, like, no, no, I wanted you back to for a reason. He's It's really fucking him up. Yeah. So um, Sam leaves to go get some snacks, uh, specifically pie for Dean, which is, I think, pie has been, like, in, he, we didn't mention it, but it was in the last episode well. Like, we're, they're really, really establishing Dean's love of pie. Uh, not that they yeah. have it before, but now they're just really, they're hammering it home. Uh, but Sam meets up with Ruby, who is scared to death of angels. Yeah, <laughs> so and it doesn't seem like it was a gonna... uh, it was a planned meetup. Yeah, yeah. This She's, is definitely she was like... just hanging outside, or she showed up to basically talk to Sam when he was alone. And uh, she says, like, he's like, no, no, you know, you've been helping me. Everything's going to be fine. And she's like, no, no, no. These are smite first, ask questions later kind of angels. And I just, yeah. for some reason, like that 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 line. We haven't really talked about it, but the dialogue and the writing and everything has been so good for this episode yeah. and the previous episode. Like, we're starting out really, really strong with the writing, which all of the little asides and the humorous quips, but then also the deeply emotional stuff is, is really working for me. Yeah, it's they've, they've stepped up their game in just about every single way. Um, mm-hmm. But this just, again, showing how fucking naive Sam is. Yeah. He's like, well, no, I'm the good guy and you're helping me out. It's okay that you're a demon because we're hunting Lilith together and we're doing good things. We're exercising demons. Like... He Sam, thinks that these idiot. angels, like, when you really take the time to think about it, he's so fucking silly. He just so believes, wrong. or he wants to believe in himself so much. As much as Dean is like, I don't believe in myself, I think I'm awful. Sam, I think Sam deep down knows that he's awful, and 
he wants so badly to believe that he's good that he's this he's just this but naive. But Ruby's not, so she's like, oh, "Later, dude." Yeah, R- Ruby literally jets, and I, I, I want to say that there's like an un, like an under her breath, "Sam, please," as she leaves. Right, like, Sam, please, Sam, please. Uh, shout outs to that random Facebook person who wrote "Dean, please" as a response to our Facebook post <laughs> the other day. By the way, that cracked me up to no end. That's um, fantastic. I'm sorry, I've already forgotten your name, but shout outs. <clears throat> shout out. So Sam comes back. Uh, He's of course forgotten the pie, which I find pretty hilarious. Um, and De- and Bobby says like, "Hey, we're going to go check out uh, Olivia's house. She, you know, she hasn't answered my phone calls, and she's the expert on all this angel stuff." So uh, they go over to Olivia's house and find her completely dead, like the chunks of her body missing, basically. Like they show yeah. it kind of in the background; they don't linger on it, but it's it's very gruesome looking in the background. Yeah, it's just about as dead as you can be, you know. Um, sure. Yeah. Just not, She's, yeah, it's not as dead as back. can be. <laughs> nobody's, you know, nobody's selling their soul for her. Let's just, you know, she's just, she's gone. Too bad she doesn't have a sister. Yeah. <laughs> that could, seriously, that could literally go desperate, dark right now. <laughs> some desperate, hunky sister. <laughs> some desperate, hunky sister. Oh, man. I, um... I, it, it's a shame that we didn't get more time with Olivia. For some reason, I don't know if it's the actress, but I was like, man, this chick could be kind of cool and interesting. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but she really took off in my imagination. Not in a gross way. It's because she's a homeowner and you're like, I can relate. <laughs> I can relate. I bet she paid her taxes on time. Just like me. Yeah. And like these, you know, these two, these blue collar boys who who live, live out of a car, you know. And who never pay taxes in their entire lives. I guarantee yeah. It. Yeah. Driving on roads to... that they didn't even pay for. Um, she's yeah. been calling. Olivia has been calling all these other hunters to try to get some help, and they haven't been answering. So we get this like scene of Bobby checking out one of the hunters' house, Sam and Dean going over to another person and finding them dead. Um, it, also very gruesome. Like it looks like his rib cage has been exploded outwards. Um, they try to call Bobby and realize that uh, Bobby's not answering the phone. So they rush back to Bobby's house, and that's where we are introduced our to our monster of the week. Uh, this is. Like this whole thing, I think is really, really good, but I also think a lot of it is kind of. I don't think necessarily think we need to go step by step, unless unless I'm missing no. something. Unless you want to call out something specific, no. but there's some fun scenes. Uh, yeah, the action works, but there's nothing in, like super important. Um, but the action works but, so extremely they, well. <laughs> I, I love all of, they I love figure, all of the action scenes. They figure out at some point, right, that they're like, there's something that's tying all of these murders together, but what could it be? Hmm, what could it be? Uh, all these hunters are dying, but what's somebody, the one thing they have in common? <laughs> they're all hunters. Somebody has created a spell to, uh, I think they call it Raising of the Witnesses. And uh, Yeah, the Rising of the Witnesses. It doesn't come up till the very the end of the episode, mm-hmm. but it uh, that's what this is, essentially. There's a, uh, yeah. there's a brand on each of their hands, so uh, to, to play it back, before they even get to Bobby's house, when Sam is in uh, the bathroom at a gas station... Um, he runs into Hendrickson from last oh, season. Yeah, you know, I, guess, I old... guess we should probably go this step by step. My bad. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Well, we don't have to. Uh, we don't have to go over everything. But he sees him in the bathroom and he's like, "Uh, hello." And Hendrickson obviously he talks some shit and then immediately just starts throwing Sam around. Uh, it's by then that, that Dean wakes up from his nap and busts in, and um, you know, gets Hendrickson off him, whatever, shoots him with the, the rock salt. But they're like, "Oh shit, okay." So these are like these revenants. They're coming back from the dead. These are all people that that we let die, you know, that we weren't able to mm-hmm. save. 
for some reason they're coming back. Uh, and and I like that Meg shows up again. We get to see this actress. Um, she looks way different because obviously like time has passed and this woman hasn't been on the show. Doesn't have that pixie haircut anymore or whatever. But she's like, and oh, she this is makes- me. The- yeah, this is what I looked like before that demon possessed me. Yeah. And and changed the way that I looked when I was just a poor little college student before my family was, you know, missing me. And she talks about how, you know, her little sister lost her way after she died and ended up, like, you know, committing suicide. And it's just, like, she gets really real with, with Dean at first, basically being like, you know, this is your fault. You, you didn't save me. You threw me out a window. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later she gets to have a separate conversation with Sam. And it's similar, like, all that time that you and I were together, I was screaming for, for help from the inside as, you know, as this demon sat inside of me and it's really playing with like some, some serious horror, just somebody inside. We, we've talked about this before, but you know, not being in, in control of your own body. And, uh, this actress really hammers it home. It's, it's a familiar face. I think that she has a very unique face for what, mm-hmm. whatever that means. Um, so she, you know, immediately stood out. I was like, Oh yeah, that's Meg. That's, that's her from season one. Um, but she looks different and she, she's able to sell it, you know, she she played that like quippy like snappy demon very well, and now she's just playing this like really angry, tired, sad person, and uh, all of it's really effective. It's, and, it's really good. Yeah. One of my favorite exchanges is when she runs into Dean for the first time, and she's been kind of haranguing him about all of the stuff about her sister, about letting her die, and you know he's saying I, I didn't know, like we we had no idea what, what we were doing. He's like she's like that's not an excuse. Like I know you think you know you, you think you're some kind of hero, and he kind of looks at her and says like No, I'm not. And she says, you know, can you imagine what it's like to be ridden around by this demon without, you know, without any of your family knowing where you are or what you're doing for for so long? And he kind of looks at her like, yeah, yeah, I totally do. Actually, yeah. I'm the one person we might <laughs> yeah. we could might bond on this. Like, if you stop kicking me in the face, <laughs> we could have a conversation about this like normal adults. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, Bobby is on the run from these two twins. Um, so, like, the two twins are like some two kids that he. it's implied, I don't think it really goes into specifics, but it's implied that he was on the hunt and he didn't check a door or he didn't check behind a closed door. And this is where these two girls were and these two girls died. So they're, and they're like two creepy, almost literally the girls from the shining, right? Like this almost exactly Mm -hmm. even the blue dress with the white trim. Like this is very, very much a a shining reference and they're kind of chasing him around and all of this stuff. It's, this is all really good. Like, I like this. I like the stuff that Hagrinson uh, has a conversation with Dean about, he gets really creepy with oh, it too. Yeah. You want to talk about horror? He says, "You know, yeah, you know, Lilith didn't just kill us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't just go up in a, in, a, in a flash of light. Like we had forty-five minutes. Like she peeled the the Virgin Secretary's skin off her. Uh, she saved me for last. She tortured all of us. She had forty-five minutes before that bomb went off, which is just like the way that it's he says that. Like it stuff. makes it sound like the most terrifying forty-five minutes I've ever heard of. Yeah. Um, Meg says something too at some point about how." Uh, you know, 50 words of Latin sooner and I might've been okay. And my baby sister wouldn't have had to, you know, take her life or whatever, but just that 50 words of Latin, she makes it seem so small. Like it's this little thing just and it. And I feel like that really does highlight how far Sam and Dean have come, how inexperienced they were at the beginning, which is almost strange because you would think Dean having, you know, been doing that for most of his adult life would know so much more back then in season one. Uh, Sam, mm-hmm. he was out at school, so maybe, okay, well, he's not as exposed to this. Um, but I guess at the same time, we were also getting stories about Sam going on, you know, pub crawls and, and meeting Lisa, and, like, he sure. wasn't always hunting all the time. It seems like, Sam. 
Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, it seems like hunting became their primary way of life. Well, it always was. But, it, it, like, they ramped up how much they were hunting when the brothers were back together, in a way. And I don't know why I'm bringing that up now, but it just came to mind. No, this, I mean, this is a good thing to bring up, because we're going to see in just a minute when they start figuring out what this Rising of the Witnesses is all about, exactly what Dean wants to do. So, like, we're going to come right back to that point here in just a second. Uh, meanwhile, I love that... <laughs> I love that Bobby has built this panic room. Like this is great. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. So they're they're kind of getting overwhelmed by the ghosts. Like they can't figure out how to get rid of these spirits. Uh, all, all they're really doing is just kind of staving them off with the salt salt gun shells. Can I say that? Is that a, is that a phrase? We yeah. can we can salt say? gun shells. Sure. Yeah. It's really really difficult to say. Uh, and then like you know iron the and salt like that. off shotgun. Wow, that's nice. I like that. Salted off. <laughs> I can't talk. Anyway, uh, but. Bobby runs him downstairs into what Dean calls a panic room, which is a solid iron, all walls, all the, the entire ceiling. It's uh, got a, it's like treated with salt, so it's completely spirit proof and ghost proof and demon proof. So like this is like a, a last refuge that he can come, and he's got it filled to the brim with guns, ammunition, supplies. Uh, you know, a little calendar of some old woman who I probably should recognize. That's probably a famous <laughs> actress, but totally did not get. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, Dean's is, reaction, just like Bobby, you're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Bobby, Bobby, I think Dean literally says, you're awesome. Like, this is so great. <laughs> yeah. I love this whole thing too, because, uh, as you might imagine with something like this, like they went to the expense of building this thing and, uh, of making it kind of a set piece. And like, we're, this mm-hmm. is not the last time this season that we're going to see it, which I, I very yeah. much enjoy. I'm glad that they, they set this up cause they use it very effectively. Mm-hmm. But Bobby is the one that figures out that, Hey, this is the, uh, this is a rising of the witnesses, which is a sign of the apocalypse. And uh, Dean immediately hears that it's, it's funny. The he just like picks up a bunch of books. He picks yep. up a bunch of like books, and he's like, "Yep, that's I've seen that symbol on their hand somewhere mm-hmm. in one of these old fucking dusty books." <laughs> yeah, he figures it's that out. Pretty hilarious. Like, it's of course that's just like TV shows in general nowadays. But like, man, like, what books do you have, Bobby? Like, where do you get these books at? Is yeah. John Constantine and how have you memorized a reading library library tr- tr- yeah. truck or something? <laughs> how have you memorized every symbol? <laughs> He's very smart. He's very smart. He's, I mean, like we, we've we've seen before with Sam, like they know their symbols, and with Dean with the Blue Oyster Cult logo, like he was right on that. True. Stuff. <laughs> True. Um. So yeah, this is a sign of the apocalypse, and Dean immediately hears this and is like, fuck it, I'm out, let's go to Las Vegas, I'll see the Grand Canyon, which is the second time that he's brought up seeing the Grand Canyon, like, Dean, just go to the Grand Canyon already, it's not that yeah. big of a deal, it's just a hole in the ground. Thankfully, um, he didn't bring up the Donkey Show again. No, no Donkey Show, although he does want to go to the Bunny Ranch, which, uh, if any of you out there are innocent young people like my friend Chris, is not a ranch for bunnies. That's not that's I know not what, what it is. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh wait! Did you get your dad's HBO login or something? What? How do you, how do you know what that is? <laughs> Quit it! <laughs> yeah, this is um, in the same book basically that he finds all of this rising of the witnesses stuff. He also finds a spell that's going to uh, break this spell, and uh, because they they recognize the tattoos or not the tattoos, the brands that you know you mentioned earlier with these ghosts, something mm-hmm. seriously powerful. They don't know what has summoned all these things. Really feels like, and it, I think he says it at this point that he's summoned. No, no, no. We'll we'll find out later exactly what happened. So I won't say that now. But he's got a spell yeah, that yeah. can um, 
that will basically get rid of all of these spirits. But of course, none of the supplies are in the panic room. So they have to go out and uh, we get a kind of a, like, basically like defend the NPC part of the video game, right? Like, yeah. This is your yeah. escort mission. <laughs> I was thinking of the, of the, the cabin shootout in uh, Resident Evil 4 where you have to defend Ashley. It's, this is yeah, just like same that. Thing. Just like that. Yeah, just like that. Uh, <laughs> this is where we get, uh, they switch off. So before we saw Meg attacking Dean and Hendrickson attacking Sam, and now that's been switched, and that's where we get kind of our opposite dialogue, and uh, which yeah. is all really good. Like, all this stuff works really well, too. And, and finally, I think as they're going up the stairs, we see uh, we, Ron. We, oh, I, do, right? I did skip that. I did skip that, didn't I? Yeah. They're going so the, the only reason I made a note. I made a note of it just because Ron is the character from the, the bank heist with the laser eyes and everything. And, mm-hmm. and even Dean says as much to him. That's about as much as he can remember about him. Um, Ron, and obviously he's, he's yeah. like, <laughs> an angry version of that, of that spirit who blames Dean for his death and all that. But uh, I thought it was interesting because Dean is sitting there kind of like, well, I'm sorry. And then Bobby steps in and, and, and shoots him with the you know, rock salt. And he says, if you're going to shoot, shoot, don't talk. Uh, and I was like, where have I heard that before? And then it dawned on me and I just looked it up a second ago. Um, and I was thankfully right because I didn't want to make a fool of myself, but it's from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, um, which was one of my favorite childhood movies. So I had heard Tuco <laughs> say that a million times in that movie. And it's just funny that, you know, he's making a direct quote of mm-hmm. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. So it seems exactly like something that Bobby would do. I'm going to, uh, oh no, no, I was going to say, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some props because the wiki doesn't even reference that, but it absolutely does. So never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I just really like that movie <laughs> or I did when oh, I was yeah. a kid. All of the Sergio Leone Westerns, man. I'm, I'm all into that shit. Bring it on. You don't talk about it. You want to, I've got some of the soundtracks on vinyl because uh, I bought them when they came out in 1962. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Ecstasy of gold is a great song. That's it. It's really good. It's a really good song. Um, All right. Anyway, uh, so they make a salt line around Bobby um, so that he can do his spell. The spell has to be like they have to do like combine all of these things and then throw it into a fire into an open flame for it to work. Uh, So, of course, as soon as they start casting the spell, like the weather kicks up, like we see wind and rain start coming through the door. It blows the salt line open, and now Sam and Dean have to basically like protect the NPC. Like they'd have to shoot like a thousand of these dudes. Like, and it happens. It mm-hmm. feels like it goes on for five or six minutes, right? Just the constant shooting until they start running out of ammo. Yeah. Um, it's filmed really well. Cause you know, it's always just showing it'll cut between different things. It just shows shells falling to the ground over and over again as they fire off these, you know, these shotgun blasts. Um, it's, it's hyping up tension a lot. It's, it is. And it's, it's, it gets like at one point Sam gets knocked over and by, or trapped. And so, you know, um, he can't come and help Dean. Dean runs out of ammo. So he grabs like an iron thing, <laughs> like a fire poker yeah. and starts like, you know, swinging at these people. Um, Bobby is almost finished with the spell. And as he's about to put it in the fire, Meg kind of spawns behind him. I keep using video game terminology, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> shows up behind teleports behind him and then um shoves her hand through his chest to grab his heart and he drops the spell which dean races over in a really cool action movie town away grabs it throws it into the fire which makes this huge blue light which then disperses all these ghosts and spirits so they're they're all safe now Ooh, they did it and again like this is the second spell that's we've how seen i react when i watch the show Ooh, you did it <laughs> 
Like they're they're just yeah. some magic using motherfuckers, Chris. I I don't know how I didn't yeah. really pick up on this before. I never. It just seemed like oh we're gonna fight fire with fire, right? Like we're gonna we're gonna use their stuff against them. But no, really, like this seems kind of like weirdly bad to use this these kind of magic. Yeah, no, these guys are wizards. They're fucking. <laughs> they're they're absolutely wizards. And yeah. as much as Harry Dresden from the Dresden Files is a wizard, this these dudes are wizards. So that dispels all the ghosts, and they're gone. Yeah, and um. I think, what is it, is it a few minutes later that it just cuts to them kind of like, all right, we did it, Chilling. time to go to time mm-hmm. to go to bed. Because <laughs> the next scene that I, you know, remembered they took note of was, um, so, you know, they've succeeded, the ghosts are gone, the whole situation was weird, now it's time for Sam and Dean to, you know, grab their sleeping bags and, and, and bunk up. Um, but Dean wakes because up in the middle though- of the night. Even though we've clearly seen that Bobby's house has an upstairs with a lot of bedrooms, Honestly, Sam and Dean choose to sleep on the floor of his living room. The upstairs of Bobby's room, or Bobby's house, is like, it's insane. It's so big, that huge, like, stained glass window that he's got up there. What's going it's on huge. with that house? It's what is this huge. house? Why doesn't and Sam there, and what, Dean just have their own bedroom? There are, they should 100% have their own bedroom. But Bobby's like, yeah, I just don't go upstairs. Like, I just, We just wall that off. Like, what the hell? I guess he doesn't have it as well protected up there or something? I don't know. It's very silly. The boys are afraid of, of two-story buildings. Um, that's why they always stay in these little flimsy motels. Mm-hmm. But Dean wakes up in the middle of the night, and Castiel's standing in the kitchen. And I even think this stuff isn't creepy, but it's done very effectively. It's, he's so stoic. And he's just standing there, and it's almost as if he just... It's almost implied that he's either in Dean's dream or just, like, silently waking him from sleep. And it's just... It's done very effectively. It's 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 really strange. It almost has a different color palette to the to the video, mm-hmm. too. Like, it's almost kind of like it's uh, a little, like, blued out, almost. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and after this scene, Dean kind of wakes up, which gives the, the viewer, like, was that happening in his head? Did he actually wake up and have this conversation? Or was it more of, like, a psychic manifest- manifestation? Yeah. Like, it kind of gives you that sense of unease because we don't quite know, like, we don't know, we know that he's inhabiting a vessel, so he has a physical presence, but we don't know the full capability of his powers. And it's, again, just so intimidating. Like, you, you see him as this kind of, even though he admits, like, God is the all-powerful, like, you see that like this is the most dangerous dude that we've seen on this show so far by a long stretch of the event. Like, by a huge stretch. Yeah, and he's about to, he's about to give us a lore dump. <laughs> I, do, I do love a good lore dump in the morning, Chris. <laughs> you know how we do. So he he says that this is what uh, they're they're breaking seals. This was yep. one of of sixty six seals, um, not at Sea World, a uh, different kind of seal. Nope. And um, Lilith or or whoever is trying no, definitely Lilith. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure that's what they said. Um, is trying to to break these seals to... I think that they just explicitly say what their purpose is here, right? He does. He says, once the last one is broken, Lucifer walks free. And Dean is like, the Lucifer? Like, I thought that was only, like, nursery rhymes told to demons. uh, Which is a real funny way of of Dean interpreting this, because, like, the only time he's heard about Lucifer is being a real person with some, like, fake-ass god that a demon told him about. Yeah. Which is, I, just, I like the idea that he just doesn't believe in Lucifer either, right? It's so yeah. good. He's like, this is so... He thinks everything's <laughs> stupid. Yeah, he's like, fuck all of this. You guys are just weird powers. I don't know. Like, and he's so what you have wings. Who gives a fuck? I can get yeah. some wings. I know I know yeah. a guy I can get you wings in 30 minutes. I'll just drink a Red Bull. I don't care. Um, so he... <laughs> but yeah, Castiel just... He, he tells him 
Mm-hmm. They're breaking the seals. This one they broke. This one we we didn't stop. This one. Yeah. Even Others, though you we fixed will the stop. Problem. Um, yeah. Tw- we had we have to mention twenty other hunters die in this. So like this is a pretty huge blow. And uh, man, Dean is fucking pissed too. Like Dean kind of goes off on Cassiel of like where where were you? Like if you're if you're supposed to be here. Like protecting me. If you saved me to come do something, like where were you? We have people dying out here and getting slashed open. Like, and I love that Castiel says, like, I'm not here to ride around on your shoulder. I, I had six brothers in the field that I lost this week. Like, oh shit! Like, there's other angels around. Like, there's a bunch of angels on Earth, and also they're dying. How are they dying? <laughs> What's yeah. going on? There's some, scary there's some serious shit. shit going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're just raising the stakes with every fucking sentence out of this guy's mouth. Um, and and yes, yeah, but Dean is just. He's pissed at he's pissed at Castiel. He's pissed about these seals being broken, and yep. he's pissed at he's pissed at God being like, "Well, if there is this God, why is he? Why isn't he? Is he not helping us? Like, what is this bullshit?" And I, I think this is a realm where Castiel gets really mad, and this is where he starts getting really intimidating. And I think that this is what really drives his point home: uh, the gravity of the situation, the the seriousness of these seals being broken, and the the imminent like. Um, necessity to to start combating uh, Lilith or, or in this process that's happening. Uh, he gets super close to Dean, and I'm sure the shippers out there were very excited. And I have something to say about that. So go ahead. Okay. Um, and he says you should show me a little bit more respect. And it's one of one of Castiel's like strongest moves uh, ever, probably. But just him like getting in Dean's face like that, it it really did for me. Make him seem really intimidating, because well, he like says it so slowly. Part of that, the second part of that sentence, though, you ha- you should show me some respect. I dragged you out of hell. I can throw you back in. That's, like, right. that's that's fucking good. Like the I, I, the image of this like angel grabbing Dean by the shoulder, like on his other arm, to get so he has the matching handprint and just tossing him right back into the fucking pit. Just mm-hmm. so good and scary. Even Dean looks like set back, right? Like he looks like, oh yeah. shit, what did this dude just say to me? Yeah, because Cassiel just is, he doesn't want to hear any of this this dude's lip as much as he's been risen for a purpose. Cassiel is not going to put up with a sass. It's, which is funny considering like all we know about um, Cassiel in the future, but we're not going to really yeah. talk about that yet. But yeah, this is, this is again, his most intimidating moment. Like it's. So he's so scary. He's so, and and he does the thing too. Like this is going to become kind of a, a, a reoccurring kind of Castiel motion. But Dean kind of looks off to like kind of take you know take account of himself to like kind of regroup. And then when he looks back, Castiel's just gone. Like he's just disappeared. Like he wasn't there. Um, which also is unsettling. We've never really seen a being do that. Like nobody's just blinked out of existence before. Like they yeah, doesn't make any sound or anything. Nope. It's just gone. There's, there's no pop. There's no like puff of wind. There's nothing. So, what were you gonna say right about now. shipping a second ago? So, like, I can see the subtext here. I'm willing to. Yeah. I'm willing to concede yeah. some subtext here, right? Like, I know. Like, I I can definitely see how this got started. I um when we started this podcast, uh, we we made. I think the very first thing that we made is the joke that we made was about shipping and stuff like that because it's so mm-hmm. so prevalent within, within the fandom. Um. I wasn't as educated on the subject of shipping as I was as I am now. Uh, at, at, at the time, I maybe thought it was a kind of an innocent yet kind of weirdly like focused thing. That like I thought it was odd that people were so focused on it. I kind of get it a little bit more now, and I can definitely see 
knowing how popular this is. Like this wouldn't have occurred to me without the other side knowing, but I can definitely see people looking at this and going like, Oh yeah, they're totally into each other. Look at, look at the way they're looking at each other right yeah. now. Like I can yeah. totally see that where, the, where it came from. I, um, yeah, I totally see that. I'm obviously, I'm, I'm not somebody who's ever been particularly interested in shipping for, for anything. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoy good romance in my stories. Uh, but I usually this like is the this is the same Chris Mosher that uh, talked real in depth about Witcher shipping and the outtakes. Oh yeah, one of that's our right. No, 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 no. Okay. that's not shipping. That that's, just, that's just canon. That's just how it okay. is. Oh, oh, excuse me, Chris. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And that's that's what I'm talking about. I, I enjoy like the canon whatever that they're gonna give me. Yeah, I'll fucking I'll get real. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I guess for me, sexualizing everything sometimes cheapens it. But I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see it. I also see it. I know exactly why they do this. Um, yeah. Certain stuff later with Castillo, I unfortunately, I think that it, it, it makes his importance um, and, and and his relationship with Dean. I think it lessens it a little bit. Um, but that's not that's not for me to decide. If you if you want to ship, go go the go the heck and yeah, yeah. We're we're not here to ruin your head cannon. We're here ship, to ruin sh- the actual ship your heck <laughs> yeah, ship your heck and heart out. I don't care if it makes you happy. Yeah, that's it. what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're crazy, you bunch of yeah. shippers. You get you, you crazy shippers you out crazy there. Crazy shippers. I just yeah, I don't um. I think that well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, fine, it doesn't I matter. I just I, I I only wanted to bring it up because we we talk about it a lot on the show. Or, yeah, not really, but like we talk. Oh, it's we kinda, like, yeah. It's so there that like I almost get mad that I I like have to think about it so much because it's like <laughs> it's, it's so prevalent within the show. I'm like, god damn it! Because I mean, like all you, you all you have to do is take that extra one step, like, and then yeah. all of a sudden those those dudes are almost making out with each other. Like, yeah. but but like right now, everything we know about those two characters within the context of the show, they absolutely are not wanting to make out with each other. Yeah. <laughs> but I can definitely see like the way that they're kind of like actor mugging at one another. Why people would interpret it that way, yeah. and then once you interpret something, once you see it that one way. If you look through everything else they do, it would obviously it'd be easy to pick up. It's just like the number nineteen, right? Like once you see the number yeah. nineteen in, in one place, you start seeing it everywhere. Right. Uh, it's so like funny how nineteen how they just they cannot it. help but but basically like make it like put the dean and cast in all these situations um, so that they they seem like you know what the shippers want. They cannot help but do that. Like every every goddamn episode that these two are in together, you're like, hmm, like are they about to make out? Despite how unbelievably hard the writers try to make them both seem straight, they're just oh, like, yeah. no. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. So, like, like, right. so in this scene, Dean's gonna be doing this. And like, oh no, <laughs> no. Yeah, like I mean, and, and the thing is, like, it, it, it doesn't matter because it, it, we'll talk about it as it continues to come out with the show. Like we'll, we'll continue talking about these the, these two characters' relationships specifically because I think. It's one of the more interesting dynamics in the show, and I think it's almost more interesting than Sam and Dean, to be honest with you. Like, I think Castiel's kind of arc in the series is just super fascinating as a, you know, just a character and as mm-hmm. a cosmic entity to what he ends up becoming. I hate listeners out there. I know it's really frustrating when we do stuff like that, when we talk about future things, but we don't actually fully talk about it. But we do, uh, we know we have people that are watching along with the show it, for their first time, so we don't want to spoil everything. So, but we also want to give a nod that we're not totally like completely ignorant of the things that happen later. Yeah. So bear with us. We work some of that stuff out. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Is this it? Are we done? You have any last thoughts? Uh, no, I, I really, really like these episodes. I'm really happy that Castiel is here. I'm happy that his appearance was like, so much more badass, I guess, than I even remembered. Um, he just, he has such presence and he adds so much. And I like that Sam hasn't even seen him yet bobby hasn't even seen him yet and it's creating two very distinct storylines 
and that's what this season does really well, and that's what causes so much tension and drama throughout the season. You have your Monster of the Week stuff, your hunts, but then you have Sam's storyline and Dean's storyline going in very different directions, and I think that they they pull both off really, really well, and it just it's it's just going to keep getting better from here. I, I really like this. I like that they introduced in the first episode uh, Sam's power, but we don't really we we hear Meg talking about it with him a little bit when she's kind of haranguing him about you know mm-hmm. why didn't you why don't you exercise Ruby like she's way worse than I am like I was never that oh bad. yeah yeah um and so we but we don't actually see that in motion like it's going to be a slow burn with the Sam and his powers and stuff and uh, although I did I just want to make sure all the listeners out there know I did add that as a secret like that is that is on the list as a secret and also on the list is uh. Dean maybe not telling anybody about his trip to hell, right? That's two new secrets for the for the block. Yes, um, yes that's definitely a, a secret. I have I have a feeling that in season four and season five, our our list of secrets is going to grow pretty quickly. We only had six coming into season four, and we've already have two in the first episode alone. Yeah, so, and one of them um, was like Bloody Mary from season one. Like it was some random little secret that lasted two seconds. <laughs> yeah, there was some. There's been some tiny secrets. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um. There's been some but now, t- I've been stretching for my secret sp- spreadsheet, but I'm, I'm I'm very excited to have some content there for that. So. Yeah. But I like this. I, I like both of these episodes. Again, once you start expanding cosmology, I'm I'm real into it. Before, especially before, like you expand it so much that it starts kind of looping back in on itself and getting silly. But right now, the, when I'm watching this, I'm watching this as it airs. Like I had no idea for months what was going on with Dean Winchester. I was so excited about it. We, you know. I, promos were coming i was 90 i was refusing to watch any promos on tv i didn't want to see anything about it I just wanted to watch the episode and was totally blown away when they just literally brought him back out of the fucking ground in the first yeah. episode yeah. i was like well, i thought it was at least going to be like a three episode arc to get him out of the ground but nope they just pull him out and it's back back to back to work uh but the introduction of cassidy elf really you know really works it's he's such a weird character right now i love that sam is kind of doing this i don't love it but sam doing his weird shit with ruby i think really works for the show it creates a kind of a level of tension between him as him and dean and bobby who are both definitely on the on the side of good so mm-hmm. and then uh what next week we're gonna be covering am i right in saying that john winchester might be showing back up chris oh uh, you could say that you could you could definitely say that, and it might be right. You could suggest it. We'll, we'll suggest that John Winchester is coming back up. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. We have uh, an exciting new announcement. I have some breaking news for you, Chris, if you're ready for this. Oh. Um, if you go to monsteroftheweek.cool and go to our shirts link, we now have some shirts up on uh, a site called TeePublic, which just lets us upload stuff and print it out. Uh, so far, we've only got the one shirt up there and the one mug. It was from our episode 13 where Chris made just put Sam and Dean's face on the cover of one of the Wham! albums, and it is just absolutely delightful. So we uh, we updated that with some new logos and put it on a shirt, and it made it look really nice. At the time of this recording, I don't have one yet. I've ordered one, and I'm excited about it, uh, but I have not... I have not received it, so I can't speak for quality. I have ordered from this site before, though. Uh, our good friends over at DuckFeed.tv use this site, and I have several of their shirts. So this is all – should be all good. I'm hoping for really good quality. Um, yeah, the shirts are relatively cheap. Shipping's pretty cheap. So if you want to go – we don't make a lot of money on this stuff, to be honest with you, but we just think the design is – let me rephrase. I think the design is super fucking cool. I'm not going to like make Chris – I'm not going to put those words in Chris's mouth. Since I mean, I made it, so – He might be a little shy. <laughs> But I think it's super fucking cool. I think it's t-shirt worthy. I think this is just great. It's a it's look, look, it's going to look really really nice. So go go check that out. Monstersweek.cool and then click the shirts link at the top. Yeah, it's the best way to show us that you like us. 
Also, and have a dope shirt. Uh, and have a cool shirt. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure I can make this happen. Uh, I guess I'll commit on air to saying this. I think I can do a discount. So if you send me a picture of your iTunes review, I'll send you a discount on the shirt. Does that sound, oh. does that sound like a legit thing to do? Is that buying iTunes reviews? Is that legit? I'm not sure if that's legit or not. That's just incentive. Sure. Yeah. And if not, then I'll just cut this out of the podcast and we won't have to worry about it. I don't give a shit. Do whatever you want, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, don't even, I probably should look at this stuff at all before. I spent all this time making this dope shirt, Chris, and forgot to look at the details. Woo. Anyway, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. You can find Chris on, at Twitter on... Nope. You can find Chris on Twitter at... Local Bones. I thought you were going to take control. I always like it when you take control. I know you do. You can find me tw- on Twitter at JG Greer. We both have other podcasts. Uh, Chris does Podcast Chomp. I do uh, a lot of other ones. Let's just say Days of Future Cast, if you like a show that's similar to this format, but that talks very graphically about Gambit sex habits. Um, it's a lot of fun if you like the X-Men. Uh, I guess that's it. Chris, thank you for, 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 for you know, I just almost thank you for guesting on this episode. I've been recording too much. Don't give up. <laughs> Yeah, guys, you actually don't know this. I'm not a, I'm not an official host of this podcast. Yeah, yeah this is 20-something episodes in. We just found out that Chris is just a, a guest in my own personal I'm just, just a guest. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm going to have to cut the shit out of this. <clears throat> Thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week with episode 27. Bye. Ooh, man, my screen on probably hey man how, how are you what's going on how are you uh, <clears throat> i'm okay you have a good weekend everything good yeah i had a good weekend um did you watch the episodes we're covering yeah i watched the episodes we're covering <laughs> <laughs> it's auto check you never know hold on i wrote a i wrote a road so far uh can you tell me your notes i'll add them i'll do it i well, and by I wrote a road so far. I, like I, I just did it like a minute ago when I was waiting. And okay, so this really isn't it yet. So. <laughs> this isn't some like I was. I, I got especially inspired last night and decided to write a whole thing. <laughs> no, this no, was like a, like like forty five seconds ago. Moping, groping, saving things, and hunting people. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Uh, Autumn's gonna love. No, wait, we got to come up with a new gimmick. Who's who's the uh, who's the person writing these? Do you want it to be Jess? Yeah. Oh <clears throat> uh, yeah, we, we can make say, it Jess. We could say thank you, Jess, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, friend of the show. Uh, sorry about season one. <laughs> I, I she got burned on the Jess, not Jessica that died. I, in the I know who you. I know who you meant. <laughs> But I don't I don't know how to fix it without starting to uh, troubleshoot stuff. So I don't know how much time you want to spend it, on it. We can go it through it. Though. I mean, like, like this used to be my I used to be the used like, to be my job. So what do microphones? 
Uh, no, troubleshooting podcast. Oh, for sure. I was a computer tech. So. You and IT. Yeah, I remember the first inclination that I had that you were old was... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were like, you wrote it to Chomp Chain at some point, and you were like, yeah, back in like like the uh, new millennium, whenever, like when it, the year 2000, we were talking about it or something. Like yeah. I was just doing some IT work, and I was like, just doing some IT work. I was nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my first real job. <laughs> That was a really pleasant conversation. We should talk about some supernatural afterwards. <laughs> that was some real not since some real light conversation. Yeah, you know. Mm. Did you see the video that I sent you? By the way, did you watch that? Oh no, I couldn't watch it because I was sitting with them. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta watch gotta it right now. Go click that shit because it is hilarious. Like I didn't. It's it's supposedly real, which doesn't. I guess I'm gonna have to go put this in the show notes real quick. I'll I'll go do that. Real okay, quick. you're about to hear some goddamn audio. Oh, good. No. It says official. (laughs) Okay, I'll buy it. Right? That's pretty dumb. Now I gotta go find the video in my history. I mean, I just now I want to find out, like, because I was curious how they were selling or how they were previewing season four because Dean was supposed to be dead, right? Like, obviously you knew he was gonna come back, but he was definitely supposed to be dead or whatever. Mm-hmm. But to have like this weird <laughs> in the Buddha <laughs> or whatever, like, yeah, it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess you're ready. Yeah, hang on. I just moved my mic. I just want to make sure it's steady. Okay. So that was that was a yes. You're ready. Yeah, I said okay. <laughs> well, you said okay after you. Never mind. I don't even want to. <laughs> I'm gonna be really mad when I go back in the living room in a little while. I left um, near paused, mm-hmm. and. Um, Apparently, I'm at the very last boss fight in the in Route A or whatever in the first ending. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so angry because, like, I had to go do a thing at this place, and I ended up fighting a boss. And once that happened, then, oh my god, the home base, the resistance camp is under attack. So I ran over there, and of course, everything's, like, fucking messed up. I can't buy any kind of healing potions or anything, or healing items. Yeah. And so I take care of that, and then, oh my god, the village, you have to go take care of the village. So I run over there and take care of the village, and it's like, oh my god, this thing came out of nowhere, we gotta go take care of that. So I ran back over there, and so I killed that thing, and like, I have zero potions left. I have no, they're not called potions, but whatever, like, I have no healing Mm -hmm. items whatsoever, and killing that thing evolved into what is apparently the last boss. So, like, I'm, and because I was just asking for advice, I was like, this is kind of bullshit, like, it respawns me in the middle of the fight if I die, I have to run over and get my body and it takes so long to get your body back that I usually take at least one hit because the boss doesn't stop just because you stop to get your yeah. body. Yeah. Um, but, but if I don't do that, I'll lose all my good shit, which means I'm not going to do anywhere near as much damage. But I, and after that, I cannot get hit anymore. Like I just can't do it. And it sucks. You're, but I didn't yeah, know it was the I last boss, but apparently it's the last boss. Not a big fan of that kind of thing happening. I'm a, I'm seriously contemplating. Like I'm going to try it again several times, but I'm seriously contemplating just being like, 
okay, I guess I'll reload a save before I did like this last hour and a half worth of bullshit, which if mm-hmm. I have to do that, oh, I might just, I just might not play that game anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's not exactly the same, but like you have to, uh, you're going through in Berserk, you're going through like this abyss. It's like an endless like hack and slash version of it. And you fulfill different desires that like just different goals you have to meet. And in certain goals, there's like three extra things you can do and you'll unlock items for doing them. And mm-hmm. there was one that I needed to, to get. They come up randomly. I needed one of them to come up um, and I could get these three special items by doing it. And I started doing it after playing for like almost two hours straight last night, um, just waiting for this one thing to come up. The thing finally came up. I got to like the last part of it and I realized, oh shit, I forgot to go and get those extra items. The whole reason that I was here and I can't go back now. Like I've already fucked myself. So then for the next like two hours last night, I was just like trying to get that one level to come up again. Didn't, didn't happen. I fucked myself. That's video games, man. Why do we play video games? Like what video games? I don't know. We should just be Uh, watching supernatural. We should just get back to this. Talking about supernatural is what we should be doing. Where were we? Um, oh, the next episode, right. The next episode, yeah, we had a good stopping point. <clears throat> All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Episode over? Just, I'm just hanging out. I'm just, yeah, You're just good? No, you you uh, kind of drifted off there. Are you, um, everything okay? See, a little bit, I, this part, part of the problem is uh, I, can't, I can't hear you sometimes. You all just cut out so I don't know when you, you finish talking or not. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, dude. I don't yeah. know what's going on. Is it like am I we'll am I kind of low? No, no, no. It just like won't. It'll just you're, it'll cut out. Like the connection's lost. Oh, weird, man. I hate that that's happening. Yeah, yeah it used to never happen. But at least we have like the audio, though. So. But yeah, yeah, I apologize. Yeah, that's yeah, why just... half the time I end up talking over you or like letting it hang for too long because I'm just like waiting to make sure that you're done talking. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> it's messing up our we'll natural rhythm that we've developed. I know, man. I know. We got. I, I like our rhythm method. Okay, I like our rhythm method. <laughs> we should not call it that. Yeah, I was like, uh, "Well, Dad, my favorite series is Berserk, and there's some pretty sick shit in that, so I think I can handle yeah, it." Yeah, there's some pretty sick stuff in there, Dad. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, yeah, like you, Dad. Just just watch the. Berserk Blu-rays that I got you. I got yeah. them specifically for you for Father's Day. You haven't even opened them. I bet they're oh. in the wrapper in there. I did consider, uh, I, at a certain point, letting my dad borrow those DVDs. But I was like, I don't think I'm comfortable with him watching some of the stuff that I have. <laughs> 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 uh, I think he's seen Big Swords before. Or you think yeah. he'll just be really mad that uh, Dark Souls 1 wasn't as original as he thought he was. Thought it yeah, was. he's like, what the fuck? I'm just, I was going to tweet out the other day like um, something about how Oh, this game is so good considering it's just berserk fan fiction. Um, but I don't want to start being that guy. <laughs> like I am half kidding, so like I I don't want people to think I'm being a douchebag about it. Because it's very easy to sound like a douchebag on Twitter. So I did. If they do season fourteen, okay, um, we will be finishing season fourteen, and on May second, the episode will come out May second, twenty nineteen. So, if they do season thirteen and seventeen, eighteen, 
then we might be watching along. Depending on where we're at, where we're at, we might be watching along with the show uh, with fourteen. Not then we we catch up. Oh my god! But that also like uh, that's not counting any of the um, feedback episodes. That's counting all the feedback episodes. But oh. like, if we want to take a break and do the anime, if we want to take a break oh, yeah. and do like a Ghost Facer special, if we want to take a break and do a book, or if we want to. Um, I don't know. Like, I, there's that show on Netflix. There's only like six episodes. I wouldn't mind doing a special on that because it's basically like Supernatural with girls. Uh, I haven't watched oh, enough yeah. of that. Um, that other Supernatural with girls show. Um, Lost Girl. Is that what it is? No, there's one called Shit. Um, there's one with a really weird name. I know what you're talking about. I had seen my my professor, my uh, my lesbian English professor, who we were, we were very good friends. Um, and she was she was super gay, but she loved like had the hots for Fox Mulder from the Xbox. But she she also liked Supernatural, and she told me to watch Oscar, and she was just going on and on about how hot she thought they were. I was like, you know, we're not supposed to talk about this stuff. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you're my teacher. 